when you're picking a niche, it should cause you pain and angst. Let's say one of your daughters comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to build a business. What kind of business would you give them to do? You get more of what you're looking for. The best book in 2023 that I've read was probably... The following is a conversation with Alejandro Reyes, father of the Holy Hustle podcast, former mentor and person that I look up to in many, many aspects. He's not only a very successful entrepreneur, but he's also a family father. He's the perfect combination of being a person that is really good at heart, but at the same time, crushing it in the arena of making money online. This podcast is going to go ultra deep on what it really means to provide value on what it really means to love your family and how you can build a supporting environment around you while at the same time absolutely dominating in your very niche. Enjoy. All right. Alejandro Reyes, the, yo, yo. Father, the father of the holy hustle, my man. Oh, there you go. Good. How about you, man? This is I'm pumped to be here, bro. I, I, I could tell. I always love your energy, man. That's why I wanted to have you on the pod because I remember when we worked together, I'm like, I always saw such in a good mood and everything is happy and and you're making money and you're crushing. What's your secret, man? How are you always such in such high energy, dude? Okay, so first of all, I have to hijack the, the, the podcast, the interview, just <laughs> to say how much I'm grateful for you, um, your friendship, learning from you from afar, but more importantly, the person that you are behind all of the cool photos, the cars, the the steaks, the <laughs> snow, the pretty people in your photos, like you, that's all cool and all. But when people actually get to know Max and, and really work with him, they are very lucky because they have a weapon, but they also have someone that deeply, genuinely cares for people and is actually one of the kindest Guys, so you play the game, you do the thing, but dude, you are one of the nicest guys that is crushing it in this space here. So I'm Damn. just thrilled to be here hanging with you, bro. Damn, thank you so much, man. I can only give that back to you, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> and you know, that was kind of one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you because um, you are this, you're a business owner, you're making money, you're selling, you're, you're, you, you clearly are not some you know samaritan who just says oh i'll do everything for free but on the other hand you're such a kind-hearted family man you got faith i know you love the what is it the 49ers and all like, oh, like yeah. you know what i mean like on one hand you're you're freaking getting shit done but on the yeah. other side you also have the heart to it so that's my i'm like i want to dive deeper into that into that brain just to kind of see how is that how are these two things combined yeah bro well let's do it man yeah hell yeah so you told me earlier that you you were a little late because it just snowed and it snowed, man. I, I probably mean, should have done I probably should have done like reality Instagram versus reality, like took one of your photos in the snow and then had my photo in the snow with like family guy and its traffic. And that's like Instagram <laughs> versus reality, bro. But yeah, I had to take the girls to uh to school and it doesn't snow a ton here, maybe a few days a year. And uh, people freak out. We're like, yeah, oh, my gosh, yeah. what do we do? How do we drive? And so, uh, so yeah, man, drop the girls off. And this is the only meeting I have today. I'm so pumped to to, to be oh, here. So, yeah. Hell bro. yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, it snows here all the time. And we're in the Austrian Alps right now. And yeah. I was literally just looking out the window. And it's dumping. And I'm so hyped. Like, I don't, you know, like, I become like an eight-year-old boy again when it snows. And I don't care if it's November or March. I'm freaking pumped when it snows. I'm like, let's go more of this. 
I want to build snowmans. Like I literally, like I still do this kind of stuff. My girlfriend's Finnish, right? So she, you know, she's born in snow, right? She loves yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do like snow angels. We build stuff. I go <laughs> snowboarding all day long. Like tomorrow, I'm the ski lift's not even open right now, but I'm just gonna hike up the damn ski lift and just, just you know, just ride down a couple times. And um, That's it's it's funny because you Americans, yeah, I know you, you guys freak <laughs> out and it's like snowstorm and stuff like that. <laughs> I just um, want to stay inside and get get under the blankets and yeah, that the, too. The 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 the, the uh, what is it? The fire and just yes. chill. Bro. I am not trying to go outside. <laughs> yes, you know what my newest thing is that that's the coolest thing. Like we did that in November. Um, we bought Christmas calendars. You know, do you have these in the states? These Christmas calendars with like chocolate yeah. in every door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I bought that in November already. And all right. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna eat all of them. So we just opened all the doors. <laughs> and then we bought another calendar. We just and I'm like, this is what it feels to be an adult and yeah. make money, but be a child inside is just eat all the doors, all the chocolate from the Christmas calendar. And if you're done, just buy another one. <laughs> speaking speaking of Christmas calendars, next year, here's what I wanna wanna see. I wanna see your highest ticket clients, people people that you're working deeply with. I want you to to do a photo shoot um, of, of places you've traveled, create a calendar 12 months of max and send it all to like the elite customers that you work with. Um, and I will only buy one if you have your shirt off that I'm okay. just keeping it real. <laughs> I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, do I need to, does yes, it need to you have to, <laughs> it's a, it's a sexy calendar, bro. I, I love that. That's such a cool idea actually. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Listen, one of the one of the things that I wanted to to, to start right off is like, um, and and I read that on your Facebook where you had a really interesting post, and it said, "I'm focused on building a business around my family." And uh, how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? Forty three. Damn, you look you looking young, man. All Bro, right, and I'm and this is this is day thirty one on the carnivore diet, November first. Oh, um, only yeah. doing stay, only doing steaks, eggs, butter, and salt. And so I'm trying to bring sexy back, bro. I'm trying to bring sexy back. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, man, that's, that's epic. So you're full on on the steak train. Now everybody is, I feel like Lock, locked in, I bro. I actually thought it was, I actually thought the people that I saw do it and you were one of them. I'm like, these people are sociopaths. <laughs> There's so much good food, especially world travel like yourself. It's so good. Like, what are you doing? And uh, yeah. and then and then, man, I, I a, a buddy of mine showed me this guy on YouTube named Sa uh, Sam Solik. Have you seen him? I heard of him. Yeah. He went from zero to There's this two million storytelling like eight months. That's really crazy. important. And it wasn't these over optimized videos. Uh, on YouTube, it was just him talking, no thumbnails, kind of contrary oh. to Mr. B style, like yeah. optimization, 15 seconds, the crazy stuff. And so people are saying like, you know, YouTube is, is definitely optimization, but like there's this authenticity and storytelling that's mm. really important. And, you know, one of the things you're doing well is long form content. I think that's going to be really important moving forward for business people. So the last 30 days... Max, I've actually vlogged every single day being on Carnivore. No way. And um, yeah, every single day, man. And so, um, so yeah, bro. So doing the Carnivore and I'm one of those sociopathic, crazy <laughs> people 
that is uh, just trying to trying to fit by 50, bro. Gonna gonna have a six pack by 50. That's the goal. Yeah, let's go. And then you make the calendar, and then and then you mm-hmm. get mine, and I get yours, my man. Hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. So what was this guy? Pimush, was that the guy who who told me about? What was his name again? The, the Sam Solik. It's S U L E K. He's ripped, bro. He's twenty one, juiced out of his mind, uh-huh. and um. Uh, but, but he's just fun. Like he just regular dude dresses in these baggy, you know, uh, sweats yeah. and everything. And he's dude, the guy's massive, bro. Someone, someone told me about him and, uh, I think someone told me about, it. I think it was him. And he's just like, uh, thank you very much. It's like, yeah, like he's just vlogging, like no cuts, just him. Like, Whoa, what's Nothing. up? And- which yeah. breaks all the rules, right? It breaks, breaks all the everybody's rules. Everybody's like, oh, you gotta have the dopamine spike. Gotta have the jump yep. cuts. You gotta have yep. the sound effects. I mean, and then here comes this random guy just like, hey, what's up? Uh, I haven't seen a video of him yet, but now I see his thumbnails. I'm like, okay, it's definitely been suggested to me. So that is frick. And it's and, and I'm looking at the video links. They're like 40 minutes long, 28 minutes. Just breaking yep. all the rules. That is so yep. freaking cool, man. That is and cool. here's the, and here's the thing about it. What's very very fascinating is everyone that you and I talk to in the audience at some levels, like it's too late. Yeah, I, I, it's too late. My friends, that twenty something is killing it. it. It's just too late for me. But it broke all the rules. While everybody went this way with over optimization, dopamine, crack, and um, yeah. he went the other way. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like, how can how do you stand out? It's just you just got to be different. And so you got to figure out what's that thing. And so we revived my old vlog channel that has thirty five thousand subs, hmm. and um, and I just posted daily, and now I'm starting to get some views, thousand, two thousand. And what that tells me is you guys probably that are watching have an audience, maybe you have an email list, maybe you have a group or some sort of community that you're trying to revive. The best way to revive that community is simply consistently posting, kind of modeling a lot what, what you do, Max, so well. And um, you can revive any audience that you have and start from scratch like Sam did, bro. Eight million uh, or eight Crazy. months to two million is wild. It's absolutely wild. And here's what I think happened. I think over the years, a bunch of, I would, I don't want to shit talk anyone, but it's like a bunch of media. Why not? Con- uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think over the years, what happened was a bunch of mediocre content creators. They basically tried to trick the system mm-hmm. with jump cuts, with 30 seconds, retention rate, and all that jazz. Instead of just being an authentic, an authentic, interesting person by yourself. So mm. you can either try to compensate for lack what you have in personality with jump cuts, with uh, crazy editing, with sound effects and all that, or you actually learn how to be an interesting person, charisma on camera, and you go that route. This is something that we used to do many, many years ago in my first business, the the dating advice business. I mean, I would literally just have three hour long talking head videos. Just me, one location, three hours mm. talk. Why was I so good at that? Well, if you look like me, like the way I looked in my 20s, short, weird beard, not the <laughs> coolest, most attractive guy, like you better learn how to freaking talk, right? Because yeah. that's the only thing you got going for you. So I kind of applied this this dating knowledge to to, 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 to videos. Genius. People would still watch it. And there's still people like that out there. Uh, big shout out to one of my first mentors, Owen Cook. I still watch his videos. I kind of rediscovered wow. them like a couple months ago. And they're also like one and a half hours long. And I just, and I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah, let me watch this video real quick. One and a half hours later, mm. I've just been glued to the screen and there's no jump cuts. It's just him mm. talking to the camera. So yeah, you can compensate for a what for a lot of what you lack personally with hyper crazy editing, sexy thumbnails and all that jazz. But at the same time, you don't need that if you have the personality to do so. If you got both, kudos to you yeah. because now you got some really, really interesting mix going on. Um, yep. But like you said, man, like you can you can make it either way, which is fantastic. I mean, same goes, you know, you can maybe call it even the Joe Rogan effect of like, yes. Yes. like he's just a genuine dude. And he's he has zero. He's he's very proud of that. I think he mentions that all the time. He has like zero editors in there. He has zero like managers that tell him like, do this. Like, yeah. you should talk more about that. He literally talks about being high. Like, he's like. I'm just a guy who gets high on the podcast. I took I take mushrooms with my buddies and we're just joking around. And uh, half the time I'm saying something wrong. And people like that authenticity because yep. all you see is people being fake and wanting your money or your votes or yes. your support. It's Everybody just wants shit from you. And that's why they yep. act being someone that they're not. And then you have someone that's just genuine, including all their fucking flaws and they're open and they're swearing and they're like, fuck it, I don't know. Yeah. And people are like, that is refreshing because i'm yes. tired of the polished suit wearing the politicians the influencers the liars everybody jamming sh shitty products down my throat and here's just a guy like a genuine guy who's literally yep. getting high on his podcast has a good time. <laughs> with elon with elon and hanging with elon musk bro like everyone everyone yes. everyone today bro is a clone of a clone of a clone bro like yes. all the content is basically someone that learned you know and it's just a clone and in and the thing about joe is a perfect example example of he has so many different interests he he is actually very good at mma he talks about it and loves it the mm. guy's interested in um medicinal and health and biohacking all that and he talks about that stuff the guy talks about comedy owns a comedy club and mm -hmm. so the funny thing is he's not like, you know, he's he's basically one of the most persuasive things Frank Kern said years ago. He said, um, one of the most persuasive things known to mankind is shared core values. And I think, you know, you, you brought up family. Like I talk about family. Most of my feed is family because I will attract family people because that's a core value. So when people in their 20s are like, man, I want to fill my calendar. I'm like, that sounds awful to a father of mm. girls, but for you in my twenties, bro, fill up your candle calendar and get the skills 10,000 hours to sell like crazy. But, but it's so shared core values. And so Joe is very objective and he's very um, uh, polarizing about his core values and it attracts the right people. And then it just like rejects in the most like aggressive way to a, to basically push away people that are not his crowd. And I think that's the thing that we have to do as we try to build our personal brands and stand out as it's sat more saturated than ever. It's such a good point that you're bringing up there. Um, and and I, we got sidetracked for like 10 minutes, yes, <laughs> which is beautiful. I could tell like, uh, like a lot of times when I have people on the podcast, it takes a while to get warm, but then also I have people on a podcast where you're just instantly riffing off each other. And it's uh -huh. just amazing for like minute one. And that's kind of how I feel it with you. So that's great. Um, we, we're definitely going to have plenty of stuff to talk about yeah. now. Here's what, here's what would be interesting for me. It's like, at least judging by your content. Um, it seems to me like when you were younger in your twenties or early thirties, you were just hustling, grinding, filling your calendar. Like you said, 
Um, and then at some point you must have transitioned to this like, okay, I'm gonna protect more. My, I'm gonna protect my time and kind of switch the yes. uh, switch the um um uh, the priorities. H how did you do that? Because the reason why I'm asking is I'm a guy right now who's, you know, knee deep. Yeah knee yep. deep into hustling. I don't care. 16 hours. Let's go. I'm 33 right now. I don't have kids yet. And kind of re a part of why I want to go hard right now is because I want to have kids in three to five years. And when I have those kids, I want to say I've done all the grinding kids. Now daddy's here and I got time and uh, I can just get on your damn nerves until you're sick and tired of me, kids. That's kind of like one of my goals. Um, But I'm also part of me is scared of like, will I be able to transition like this so easily to this kind of like family father site? How was that for you? Well, I already think because you're asking that last question about will I be able to, I think everyone doesn't even ask that question and just, yeah, I'll be fine. Mm. But you're because you're asking that question already of yourself, I think you're self-aware and have the humility knowing you to do that. You probably want to have people around you to keep you accountable and all that kind of stuff, because that is a very interesting transition. We When we first got married, bro, I was I was doing, you know, grinding late at night, working like, you know, for the first they say your first year of marriage is, is the hardest man for the first three years, bro. I was very unavailable, man, like just grinding, you know, and when we had kids. We ended up our our friend group started shifting mm. to come over every day and hang out and let's hang and, and and have some fun and have some drinks and all that good stuff. To to shifting to we started meeting other people that had young kids that are their kids are about five years older than us. They were about uh, five ten years older than us. And I just started to see these guys were massively affluent, successful, and I'm like, bro, these guys created leverage in their lives and margins so that they can give intentionally to their kids. And so that really shifted and changed the game for me was modeling and seeing people I wanted to be like was, mm -hmm. was very, very huge for me. And it was a, it was a transition, but it, but your environment dictates a lot of your life. So before 30 days ago, you know, had all the stuff, the cereal and everything, access to everything here, change the environment to have expensive ribeye grass fed, you know, organic free range. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I either going to just lose that money or I gotta, I gotta eat it. So I changed the environment. And so when we changed the environment, it changed our marriage. It changed me as a human. It changed the, the way I became a father and someone that didn't have a father, I actually learned by osmosis just being an environment with the right people. And so what they valued freedom and family, it was the same thing I started to care about and value. Cause I think in your twenties you're grinding, but you're still learning about what you really believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, am I a Democrat? Am I a Republican? Am I liberal? Am I this? Am I that? You know, like, um, am I agnostic or am I, do I like this guy named Jesus? Am I must like, you know what I mean? And so we're, we're very impressionable. And so, that's the thing I was starting to become drawn to. And that's why I've built a business around family versus the other way around. Hmm. Damn, damn. A lot to unpack here, a lot to unpack. So um, you said like a lot of a lot of it is the environment and that you kind of started hanging out with people that have built a business and then they also became, uh, uh, you know, parents. How hmm. how is that with your kids? Did you do, do you send your kids to a, a, a private school, public school? Because for me, it's always like, I'm kind of thinking about like, I want to get in a private school. I want, you know, some nice good. And I want the parents of the kids of my kids, friends 
um, to also be entrepreneurs or at least people of wealth. But then the other hand, my girlfriend, because, you know, me and her, we've been together for seven years and we talk a lot about having kids. And uh, and she's more like, I don't want them in a private school because then there's all these rich brat kids. You know, I want my kids to grow up normal, which also has an argument. How did you deal with it? If you don't mind me asking, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we were fortunate. We, we grew up in a couple of fluent cities. My wife was going to school to become a nurse in Kirkland, Washington, Kirkland, Bellevue. It's right outside of Seattle. It's one of the most, you know, affluent zip codes in the country. Mm. And so um, we lived on campus. We were not one of those families, bro. People would, people would buy these like million, $2 million homes, demolish them and build a brand. It was like Microsoft money, bro. <laughs> and so the school they went to was very diverse, which I thought was important. Worldview is really important. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is a lot of really smart, like Google was a, a half a mile away. So all those employees took their school. And so when we moved over here, I made sure that we were in the uh, the, the more affluent area because the school, there's this is a nuclear site. This city is is nuclear site. So per capita, there's more doctors in, in this area than the rest of the United States. And mm-hmm. so they go to this school that all of those doctors go to. So, so it's actually a lot harder than when I went to school. And so my wife, I, I grew up like, yes, like dude, public schools are terrible. And you know, bat, you know, but my wife grew up, you know, in a public school and she came out like pretty amazing. And so for us, we're like, it, let's either homes. Are we going to homeschool? She's like, no, I'm not homeschooling. Um, do we do private? I'm like, ah, we'll see. But, but you know, I, I think, if you're sending your kid to go to school and learn like, like, and and the, like babysit your kids, then that's the problem. Like mm. I'm instilling values and belief systems in my kids more than the school is. And I'll even let them know, like, you are not an A or a B or a C that that's actually not your identity. Like, and, and, and to be honest, maybe math, you know, don't worry about that when they get a bad grade or something like that. And so for us, public school was fine as a result. However, if I'm in California, if I'm in Seattle, if I'm in some other parts of the world right now, and we started having kids right now, I would 100% figure out how to homeschool or mm. private right now in this economy. I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but for us, I would, yeah, if we were starting over, we'd probably switch it around because it's kind of wild. Why Why exactly? Just the stuff that like... Um, when they're third grade, they're hearing about certain things, gender identity and those type of things that I like, that's actually responsibility for a parent to communicate that as opposed to there's certain things um, that I want the school to teach them. And there's certain things that I think parents should instill Mm -hmm. in their kids. And so, um, so a lot of that stuff is kind of pushed on it. And if it pushed more, we'd probably pull them out and everything. Um, but, uh, but that's just kind of keeping it real, you know? Yeah. That, that, that was also one of my thoughts. And again, I feel like I, I think so much about what I, what I do with kids and I don't even have any yet, (laughs) but that's good, but that's good though. But that's good though. You're preparing. I wasn't prepared. And Mm. so I think, I think you're going to, you're going to, you know, you would probably, because you're such a a great business leader, you know, so much of marriage, and it's weird to say this, so much of marriage and parenting is is business-like. There mm-hmm. needs to be str- strategy. There needs to be preparation. There needs to be research. I buy courses on parenting. Uh, mm-hmm. There needs to be, I, I, I hang around people that uh, are 10, 20 years old and that have been parents and have amazing 25, 30-year-olds that, mm-hmm. that, are, that are successful. And I, I'm like, what can I learn from them 
What did they do when their when their kids are 5, 10, 15? How do they communicate? What mm -hmm. books do they give them to read so that my kid could be a successful 30-year-old, whatever they want to do, you know? Yeah. That is so cool. I had I had a similar thought. I'm like, just just like back then I bought a course on how to talk to girls like 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and just like I'm buying now courses on how to make more money, how to build a sales team and all that. I will yeah. probably also just buy like a mentorship high ticket course yeah. on how to be a dad, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And <laughs> they're out cool. there, bro. Yeah. Th and, and I'm grateful for that because like my parents didn't have that. They had maybe like yeah. a book from a freaking library, you know, nowadays I can actually talk to people where I'm like, okay, that's the kind of dad that I want, that I strive to be. But that's also yep. kind of why I'm asking you right now. Um, and it's, yeah. it's interesting that you brought that up, like the stuff that the, the stuff that kids are being taught in school right now. I talked to Justin Devonshire, a good friend of mine. Uh, shout out. Um, he's also a, a business owner in the UK. He does a, a gym scalings and he oh, was in Cyprus. And uh, I asked him something very similar because he has a son who's going to school. Mm -hmm. I think he's 10 now or something like that. And I'm also like, hey, like what like what do you do? Because your kid is going to pick up a lot of crazy stuff, like some ideological yep. stuff um, mm -hmm. in, in in school. What do you do about it? And he's like, well, he's trying to teach his son to think critically, which is kind of similarly to yes. what you just mentioned yep. of like, hey, son, um, there's the stuff that you're going to be taught in school, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it reflects reality. Um, mm. Some of it is good. Some of it is not good. But every time you come home and you've heard something new, talk to me about it so and good. we can have a discussion about that. And I think that's really, really freaking awesome. And a lot of parents probably don't put the work and effort into that because no, it bro. is a lot of work and effort. I can imagine kid comes home and says, Hey, at school, we learned this and that. And parents are like, Oh yeah, I don't want to deal with this later. Right. I'm stressed out. I'm coming home uh -huh. from my job. I'm, I want to watch TV. Right. Like you have to put in the work. And I think if, if you do it like that and you take the time and you say, Hey kid, let's sit down there's um there's truths that are less true and then there's truths mm. that are more true and you need to think yep. critical and a lot of a lot of these things are subjective and it's crazy i think that is something extremely valuable that we should teach all our kids to think critically um i am i know like i've not even with ideological stuff alone like i remember at school we learned specific random example we learned that um, there's uh, different areas on the tongue, like the tip of the tongue is responsible for sweet taste and the sides mm. is responsible for, mm -hmm. for salty or something like that. And that was taught as a fact. I remember the diagram of the tongue and it's like up here, this is the area yeah. for sweet taste. And then it came out that that was bullshit. That's not even fucking true. Um, yeah. so you learn a lot of things that then later on are taught like as the food like, pyramid. Oh, like yeah, the, the food, food pyramid, pyramid. Best, best thing in America, ever. like that, you know, that, you know, and that's, that's one thing that was completely <laughs> terrible. It's and so, horrible. so, you know, you know, think another way to say it is like, how are you, what are you thinking of th thinking about your own thinking, like thinking mm -hmm. about thinking like that critical thinking is so big and you hit it on the nail. Like if you could do one thing for your kids, bro, uh, uh, is, is become someone that is approachable. Like they're willing to talk to dad, Max, because he built that history relationship with them that no matter what they're going to be able to come talk to you about anything, even though it's hard. And there's so many, like, I just did not know. I learned about the birds and bees. I learned about everything in life from my friends. My mm. friends that are maybe six months older than me, a year older than me, do not have the experience at 10 years old, 15 years old to make decisions, right? Like, it's like, it's like going down a raft, like rafting. 
you know, kind of like maybe a level two or three, a little, but my girls 15 and 13 could go on it. I would never, they would never listen to their friends about what to do. They listen to dad, mm-hmm. you know? And so we, we, you know, I try to help them understand that if you have some big situations come up in your life that you don't understand and you're stuck, come to dad and mom. And one thing we always do, we brainwash our girls, bro. I brainwashed my girl and her teacher told us she she was slow to reading, a little slower. So I started saying, you know what? The smartest people and the most people, the people that make the most money in the world, they're reading. And so I started, re- you know, reading front. And bro, I had a, I remember one or two times I had to like take away a book as a timeout because she started reading so much. And so oh, I, I'll no. say I'll say things to my girls like, you know, your mom. Whenever I have a problem, dude, she's like the smartest person because. I have a problem. I go to her and she helps me solve that problem. So I'm trying to build up my wife and, and vice versa. And it's like, you know, if I'm introducing you to, as a referral to someone, I'm, I wouldn't just say, hey, go connect with Max. I'm like, hey, you know, Max, dude, he, he's amazing. He's this such a kind guy crushes it. There's a level, a level of respect that they now have as a result of that. And so becoming approachable for your kids, I think is a very powerful thing for them to communicate you versus having all their education from the same peer age. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work. That is so on point, man. It's so spawn on. Now, now you mentioned your wife. So what I'd be also curious, I wrote that question. I was like, how exactly does your wife support you when you're working? Is she more like letting you do your thing? You know, like, okay, Alejandro is sitting in his office now. Let's, let's let him do his thing. Or is she like more active, like, like bringing you the coffee or something like yeah. that? Because I feel like there's two types of, of, of wives that would help you like yep. that. Yeah. So for us, you know, um, my wife has wrote, I remember she had, we had two girls at home, young kids, you know, toddlers, and I'd be gone. I'd be hosting these events in Sacramento. Um, We used to call them tweet up when Twitter was new in like 2008 to 2012. We used to do these big events and I'd leave at like eight o'clock to go work downtown. And then I'd have an event after I come home at like eight or nine. She's never texting me like how much longer? You know, where are you at? I cannot handle these kids. And you see moms complain on social media and all the time, you know, I'm so tired. Yeah, that's, but she never complained, always supportive, knew that I was building something and supported it. And so that's why at seven years of marriage, I'm like, man, you've, you've let me do my passion. I'll never, you know, work for someone else. I thought, you know, and um, it's your turn. Like you've always wanted to be a nurse. Let's go to nursing school. So I sold my business, bro, in like two weeks, wow. and we moved to Seattle. Um, so she's so supportive. I it would it would have been awesome to build a business with my wife, and I, I see that sometimes. Like that's so cool. But like, I want her to be authentically who she is. And there are these like she's a NICU nurse, neonatal nurse. So like they she works with one to two pound, three pound babies that are born early that are twenty four weeks instead of thirty six weeks. And so there's someone in the world that's got to care for those parents and for those babies. And so w- she's just so supportive. Like earlier before we started, she's like, Hey, would you like some ham? So she, she cooks for me. You know what I mean? Would you like Beautiful. to eat something? And so, and so, so, so there's that she's Mexican, which they're just very, very caring, very family oriented. So that family that she's, she's such an integral piece of our family unit. Um, but when it comes to business, she's like, I, I trust you to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even when I was making bad decisions and even more, she was just, I trust you to make really good decisions, even though she knew it was bad. 
Um, and, and that has been something that's been so helpful and encouraging for her to let me run without, um, I got to check with my wife, you know, you know, you're on a sales call. Let me, let me check with my wife. You know, I don't check with my wife when I have to go to the bathroom. I just go to the bathroom, you know? And so, so we have to, I want to be able to run no snacks now, big decisions and things. Let's move. That's the stuff, you know, we chat about and have a good conversation, but we're so different on 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 preferences but when it comes to principles family faith lifestyle we're so locked in like three percent locked in 97 percent. we're so different you know it's funny man your wife is very similar to my girlfriend my girlfriend's also (laughs) a nurse she's a public health nurse and uh she also works with kids uh super funny so cool yeah and and you know one thing that really resonated with me that you said is like she kind of lets you do your thing and um my girlfriend, the way she supports me is very similar because mm. there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, like I want my wife to build the business together with me, you know, kind of like Leah Hormosi. And mm. I think that's really cool seeing Alex and Leah kind of do yeah. their thing, joint venture. Yeah. But for me personally, it, it could never work like that. I can't. 100%. My personality isn't like that. Like <laughs> if my girlfriend would be like, so how did the DMs go that you sent out? What's our closing rate right now? Let's see what kind of content we're going to create. It would freak me the hell out. Yeah, and exactly. That's why I'm like, when I saw that for the first time, when I heard Alex and Leah and they're like, oh, we're business partners. I'm like, I can never do that. Just Same like here, you bro. said. And, and I'm not saying Same one here. is worse than the others. It's just like exactly. my personal preference. Um, I also want my girlfriend to do her thing. And yes. I don't even want her involved in the business. I'm like, let me yep. do It's almost like my escape is like, this is mm, my territory that's here. That's good. That's and, good. Uh, and it's important for me that when I'm done with it for the day, whether that's at, at 2 p.m. or at 10 p.m., I want to hang out with my girlfriend. And I, she she symbolizes for me this like rest. So good. Welcome that's exactly home. exactly what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like tired warrior. Go chill. You know, and she she's finished, so it's almost like this like Viking wife. You know, she's 100%. just like, oh, chill, yes. relax. Let's eat the chocolate, because yes. I'm yeah. just like, no chocolate. The grind doesn't fit into my macro. She's like, but the chocolate is really good. You want? Yeah, you know? I'm yeah, like, God yeah, damn it, that's so good. Okay, <laughs> so she's this counter pole to just like, I love that. Relax. And if I had her be like all oh, like business business, it would just burn me out. Yeah, like yeah. I I don't I don't need that. So um. That, that's kind of like the same. And, uh, and you know, what's funny. I also, you know, cause she's like, um, she's a little younger. So she's like, Oh, what should I do with my life? And Max, it's so yeah. cool for you because you found what you want to do and you're so passionate about it. And I'm just kind of like, I like what I do, but I'm not sure. Maybe there's this other thing. And I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm like, look, babe, like you don't have to do anything. Okay. Like, mm, let me make all yeah. the money. You, yeah. well, I'm, We're just going to build a house and I'm going to yeah. make you a, a huge, um, um, what is it called? Like a huge room in the attic where you can do your paintings yeah. and you like yeah. you have to worry about money. And she's like, I don't fucking want that. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I want a job. Yeah. Like I want to contribute yeah. financially. And in my head, I'm like, why would anyone want to do that? You get. A I'm with you, bro. Ticket. Your husband's gonna do everything. She's like, I don't want that. I want to mm. help people. I want to be a nurse. I want to do get in the medical field and the consulting mm. and so forth. She really wants that and. And it's cool because you said like yourself, like you wanted your your wife to also be able to 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 do the nurse thing and just go all out there, yeah, because she needs it. And um, there's so many different dynamics between uh between different kind of couples, and and I just found it funny that that there's a lot of parallels between yours and mine. A hundred percent, same thing, bro. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, here's here's one thing that I found pretty interesting. Um, you have 
last since last time we spoke, when you helped us out with our Facebook group, that was about a year ago or even two years. The time flies. Um, ever since then, you've really uh, transitioned into an even more narrow niche than before, where you're now saying you're helping Christian entrepreneurs specifically. Yep. What was the thought process behind niching down to that specific to, to behind niching down in general yep. and behind niching down to this specifically? I would love to hear that. Yeah, I, I just think it's becoming more and more uh, difficult to stand out. You know, it it, it really is. And I just um, I tell people when you're picking a niche, it should cause you pain and angst. Uh -huh. if, it, if, 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 if it doesn't then you haven't niched down enough and you're going to sound like other people. Your goal in a niche is to become the only. You want to become the only person that does exactly what you do. 10 years ago, when I said, hey, I'm a Facebook ads guy, it's like, dude, that was awesome. Then yeah. a couple of years later, 2015, it's like, I'm a Facebook ads guy for entrepreneurs. Mm. Then a couple of years later, I'm like, I'm a Facebook ad guy for SaaS companies. And then I had to go, I'm a Facebook ad guy for SaaS companies that have raised at least 50 million, right? So you're niching down so that you can become the only. When you become the only, you're more specialized versus a generalist, you can charge way more. And mm. so the funny thing about Christians is um, they're very weird, very, very weird. We have our own language. Um, some of them are very, very out there and like, bro, I would never, you know, never take, send my family to that church, but this one's, you know, so just <laughs> weird. And so when I say certain things, um, to, to a Christian, it's not everybody would hear that. It's a lot like a dog whistle, a dog whistle. I hit it. Only dogs are going to hear that specific thing. And so when I say specific things, it's going to go over people's head mm. or it's going to make people like that. That would never be me. So when I say certain things like, hey, man, um, dude, I got a prophetic word the other day that and people were like, you could see the future, you know, like but someone <laughs> would go, oh, dude, that's actually really cool. I have a core value with that. So so it is part niching and being smart strategically is very painful because I want to help everyone, but people can still my content and my podcast. It's very, it's all general. I'm just like 10% of the time will introduce faith, but people know from the front end I'm helping Christian entrepreneurs. So part of it is being strategic in niching. The other part of it is I want to work with people similar. I want like to have passion and purpose with what I do. Like it would be really cool for you when people start talking about, dude, I used to be in a metal band or I used to be a big gamer. Like you just enjoy, dude. Like, Amen. do you want to, do you want to drop real quick? Like, do you, like, do you have some time? Like we're going to do our, our mastermind retreat. We're going to jam out and play video games at night. Dude, <laughs> that would be so cool versus just some random guy. Right. And yeah. so I think a lot of times we have to niche to stand out strategically, but I think part of it is like, who do, who's my tribe? Who do I vibe the most with? And I vibe with non weird Christians, like non, non weird people that just love Jesus. And so that's kind of why I've decided to do that. And as I started to do that, I just posted yesterday, a couple of days ago, it's like, Hey, I'm looking for some podcast interviews um, for someone that's Christian entrepreneur. If I would have just say, Hey, I'm looking to interview some people. 
I might have got like 10, 20, 30 people. But, yeah. dude, I got like over 230-ish comments <laughs> from people that are like, dude, yeah, that's awesome. And then people like DMing me, I didn't know that you really niched down. Like, what do you tell me what you do? And so to me, it's about standing out. So it's part, part strategic, part of his passion and, and, and mission, if you will. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's really freaking interesting. You know, I've never, uh, I've never read the Bible. I tried it once when I was a teenager and I started with the Old Testament and like after three pages, you know, it starts with the names, I think. Like so and so became so and so son, and I'm like, and I was like, for freaking fourteen, and I expect <laughs> it's so funny when I I expected the Bible to be action packed, yeah. like yeah, and then the th this gonna happen, then Armageddon, and I was like all interested, and then it started with this like super boring stuff, and I, I gave up. I was like fourteen, but <laughs> but but there's one quote that I stumbled across that, that I hmm. wrote that down. It was so good. Hmm. Um, I actually, I have this little file, like a notepad file on my iPhone. It's just called value nuggets. And oh, every single time when I hear a podcast where I see something, I read something or I hear about, or I read about it in an audiobook, and I'm like, damn, that's a powerful one liner or two liner or just a quick paragraph. I just stop, I pause and I write it down into this value nugget thing. And funny enough, my latest 50 tweets were all just from these value nuggets. I'm, yeah. I'm not even sitting down like, what am I going to tweet now? I'm just like, I open the Valley Nugget yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, let me just drop it here. And so good. It's so good. And in that Valley Nugget thing, I copied it out here in preparation for our podcast was this Bible quote. And I'm butchering it because it's not verbatim. It's it's from a video of, of Owen yeah. Cook talking about the Bible. And it's so good. I wanted to share that with you. So here it goes. It says, again, I'm butchering it, paraphrasing. It says something like, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide mm. is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and mm. many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Mm. And you can interpret that as many, so many different ways. The way I interpret it is like there's so many things in life that can, that can distract you, so mm. many things in life, so many wrong paths that you could go down. On a macro level with your life in general, if you, for example, you just choose to make money, you, you know, you're walking over bodies, you're just fucking people over just to make money. That's, for example, a macro light, macro path, macro path that would not lead you down to the promised land, which is, again, it's it, it's a wide gate and a broad mm. road. It's so easy to just be like, why don't yes. you why don't we just make a, a crypto coin that sounds really good? Why don't we just <laughs> lie to everyone? And say this is we know this is going to go to the moon safely, right? Shout out Logan Paul. Shout out. Yeah, Logan exactly, Paul. exactly. For example, <laughs> like it's so it's such a broad, easy path to go down yeah. to, and a lot of people go down that that route road because it's it's sexy, it's easy, it's it's very tempting to go down that road, right? Um, or on a micro level, you know. Your wife asks you, "Like, hey, did you bring out the trash?" And you're like, "Oh, I didn't." But if I just say <laughs> yes the problems mm. will go away, right? Mm. The broad and the easy road. So um, this is this has resonated so deeply with me because if I may toot my own horn here, the one, one of the things that I'm very proud of for myself is I've always picked the more difficult road, the more mm. narrow, the narrow gate, the small narrow gate, because I kind of always intrinsically felt like that's the right thing to do. Um, I've, I would almost argue I've did it, I've done it too much to a point mm. where, where if something is easy, I'm kind of like, oh, that's that's weird. Like, I don't believe <laughs> it. Um, so it, I'm like, damn, if the Bible has more stuff like that, maybe I should read it. 
Um, yeah, and the way and the way that you read it is is um some there's some weird stuff in there, right? So it's like, oh man, so like I'm supposed to cut off my eye and pluck it out if I if I if I sin looking at a girl when I'm married, like you know, and so. The, the, there's a lot of metaphors. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, metaphors in it. And there's some of it's practical, some of it, you know, um, but you read the way you read it is not in, 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 in um, you read it and you find out what was happening in that culture and why they said it mm. to those people. And how can we, it wasn't written for us you know, or, or to us, it was written more for us. Meaning mm. if I read scripture, it's talking to those people, but there are still, applicable things yeah. for me. And so a lot of times people take it too literal, like yeah. that's what he said. So, you know, and so um, it's a great book. It helped shape, you know, having a good theology has really shaped um, me and everything that I do as a father, as a husband uh, and my, my worldview on morality, if you will. And so, so yeah, man, I, I love that, uh, that you had that scripture. That's great, bro. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good one-liners. You know, Proverbs 18, 16 says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. What is a gift? What's your talent? So you're saying your talent and your gift. My my God-given talent and gift can make room. I can get into any room and I, I could sit at the, 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 you know, I sit at the seat of like the greats. So, you know what I mean? There's just so much great motivation. If there's anybody that would say, hey, mm. what should I read? Read Proverbs. It's the book of wisdom. Mm. Solomon. Solomon has made, they said he would have made like $3 trillion, like, like <laughs> hundreds of billions of dollars as a trillion richest man ever, and just had the most wisdom. And so that is, if you want to just get wise things like don't hang around fools, they give you mm -hmm. terrible, you know, hang around the what, just like really simple, practical stuff that you go, man, this is actually really good. If someone's like, I don't know, I don't know about, know about the Bible check out Saul, uh, the uh, Song of Solomon, or excuse me, the Proverbs, and uh, and they're just they're just next level. Wait, so how did how did so the Solomon guy, how did he make all his money back then? Well, he asked for wisdom. God gave him the, he became the wisest man ever. Mm -hmm. And so Solomon was a content creator. He did seminars <laughs> and he chose. And he charged for them and, 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 and Queens and, um, you know, Kings and everybody would come and pay him hundreds and millions of dollars, high ticket to Damn. learn for him. So, so, so this guy, you know, um, Jesus is trying to, you know, save people to get people to believe in me. Solomon's like, man, I want to be, because he was so wise. He's like, man, I can make a ton of money. And he <laughs> made a ton of money by, by content creation. He had made over 3000. I think it was like, attributed to like 3000 different teachings. And so a lot of us are like, man, I made three blog posts or three posts or three reels and I'm not making any money yet, Max. You told me to do this. It's like, bro, try 3000. And so <laughs> the guy basically had a content strategy that and he so sold good. that at events, which is fascinating. Is so cool. Damn, I had, I had no idea. So he was basically the first high ticket coach. In Solomon was, yes. Hundred percent, yes. <laughs> the for sure. real OG, you know. The real OG at a <laughs> at a very like, high level. Who's the first consecrated? Gary V. Gary V. Yeah. <laughs> a couple thousand years before that. Buddy, yeah, Solomon, right? bro. Solomon. Wisest man Shout ever, out. bro. Shout out to Solomon. So, so hold on. How did how? <laughs> asking such dumb questions. How did he create font? I mean, how did event? He... Well, writings. You know, yeah. oh. you have writings, you have yeah. seminars, seminars, you know, yeah. and events. 
and people come and pay to learn. That's nothing new because of the internet. Yeah. You know, that, that's nothing new. Like Zoom, you know, it's like, well, before the internet, people went to hotels. Yeah. What did they do before hotels? They were on radio. What did they do before radio? They probably had these people at the pub, you know, yeah. but this guy would bring crowds together. And, mm. and, and there were, there, you know, people, people would go to pay wizards and they were paid magicians and they would pay to go learn different things. And this, his content his wisdom because he was the wisest man ever was mm. the one that um, people paid him for, which is really cool. Damn. You know, that also kind of like, it, like, you could make a course, maybe you already did that, but you could make a course of just different modules, like every week or something like that. You do a, you do a zoom call with all your clients and you just look at a Bible quote and you just study mm. that one quote, like the one about yeah. the, about gift, like man's gift. And you're just like, Hey 100%. folks, like this, this week's thing is just this quote. What can we learn from that? How can we extrapolate that into online marketing businesses? And now yeah. go homework, go execute the thing. Like that must be, that, that could be a really freaking cool course. Well, my, 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 my buddy, Nathan Finocchio, who's kind of, kind of funny, quirky guy, he created something called Theos U where people can learn theology and it's like 14 bucks a month, learn the Bible, 14 bucks, Netflix style, right? Nice. Bro, he's got six figure a month, six figure a month teaching people how to study the Bible. You know what I mean? So if it was, if I, if I, if I may, I, I thought about this, like, Hey, you know, the people in my mastermind once a month, we're going to pick one of his courses. And that's part of our like little get together on Mondays where we're just going to watch a video, read the Bible and just study and learn. And, um, you know, learners are earners, bro. And, and the more you can learn and, 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 and become great at what you do mastery and great at who you are, I think, bro, you are, you just become a weapon. Damn, man. I just had such a cool idea. Like I should, I like that idea of just like a like a lower ticket subscription thing, nineteen bucks a month, nine bucks a month, less than Netflix, right? So easy to say, hey, it's less than Netflix. Less than Netflix. Yeah, uh, I think Ty Lopez used to do that with the sixty-seven steps. It's like you you get a lesson per day, right? Yeah, yep. and just like I'm, and it's really cool setup if you think about it because, like I said, like I read every day. I put that shit in my value nuggets. I read a little bit. Uh, people want to know. People want to know your reactions to big. I bet you people want like what what are. What is Max's favorite book about this topic? Not what his favorite book is. I never ask people when people want recommendations. I'm like, well, what do you want to learn right now that will impact your business right now? Because then I'll recommend a book based on that, not the general one that I've read. Yeah. And so I actually think people want to know, like, how how do you look at what are your nuggets from Think and Grow Rich? What are your you know what are your thoughts on X? And so I think there's a lot of value, even if it wasn't daily. I mean, if you had the capacity, but once a week could be very fascinating. Yeah. Um, and build a community around that. And then, and then the funny thing about people that read, they're much more sophisticated and their medium income is a lot higher than non-readers. So now you have someone that probably is more willing to jump in your next thing. So I don't know, just, just another, I don't want to throw you off the, the wide gate. No. You know, I want you to, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. Like, damn, like, it's so cool, man. Um, so much cool stuff out there. Sometimes I'm just so fucking grateful of like, Man, like I'm born at the exact right time where a dorky, goofy guy like me can actually have an audience. Like if mm. I was born like 20, 30 years before, like in the 70s or 80s, like, eh, you know, like I had that urge at my mm. in my early 20s to get out there and share the stuff that I learned. Back then it was just the dating and the personal personal yeah. development stuff. I was so shy. And I'm like, fuck this. 
I hate I hate my the world that the, the cage that I'm in. And then mm-hmm. I learned to peek up out of that cage, and I'm like, holy shit, uh, this is so mm-hmm. cool, and 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 I get to do this because. Because I learned it and I learned about my comfort zone. Mm. And now I talk to the person that sits next to me in at the fucking lecture at university. This is so cool. I want to expand. I want to help other people. I want to inspire other people. And around that time, all there really was was just forums and Facebook. And I'm yep. like, I'm going to write everything I'm learning every <laughs> single day. So I had this thread in the forum. I would post all my – like. Every time, like I talked to a girl at the at at the at the metro, and then she she said my metal music taste is stupid. Mm. Here's what I learned out of that. You know, <laughs> I just posted everything. But like, oh, I got a phone number today. Here's how I got the phone number. Mm. It was so great. Like I just shared that, and like, and 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 I was just I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful for having gotten that opportunity to be able to share that. And then you know, Instagram comes along, and then YouTube before mm. that, and. And I remember I bought this little handy cam, this like freaking Sony handy cam for 190 <laughs> euros, which back then was all my money as a broke student. Wow. And it could only record like 29 minutes before the battery <laughs> died. And I'm like going to the, like, I would like set it up on a little fucking tripod in the city and I would talk to the camera. And then, and then the microphone fucked it up. So I had to go shoot it again. And like, you know, like, like, all these crazy small little things. And I'm so grateful mm. I had the opportunity to to do that and, and that I'm just alive at the right time. And and so I think true. the inter- the internet does so much to, to us and you can use it for really dumb things. You can use the internet to just scroll through cat memes all day. You can use the internet to just become a more hateful person and just consume so true. a crazy extremist content, yes. whether that's extreme left or extreme right. But you can yep. also just use the internet to just learn. And the crazy mm. thing is people blame the internet. No, man, the the algorithms on YouTube and Instagram, they just learn from your behavior. If you go on YouTube and all you look for is like how to become a better person, how to become more loving father, how to make mm. more money with your online business, that's all you're going to get. Yes. That's yes. all. If you go on the internet and just type in cute kitty on a skateboard, that's all you're going to get. They're going to, so, the, the, the way the algorithm was, it's going to, it's going to flood your feed yes. with all of that. stuff. you get more of what you're looking for. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just a tool. You can use it to, to grow, to learn, to become better, to become richer, or you use it to just get triggered to get pissed mm. off and to and 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 to 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 grow the flames of hatred. Mm. You are the master of it. You can choose what to do with so it. Good. You can ride that dragon. That dragon is yours and mm. that dragon can fuck you up if you let it or you can learn <laughs> how to ride that dragon and have a jolly good so time good. and really climb up in life. So, um it's it's important to and and you know to go full circle what we talked about with with kids before is like that's, for example, one of the things that we need to teach our kids as well. Like, this mm. is how you can actually leverage the internet to become better. Like, um, here's here's how the internet can fuck you up if you're just on TikTok all day and you scroll and like, look how much time has just passed, Jenny. Right? So like, you were just looking at the phone. Like, look, you yep. you started one hour ago. Or you go on YouTube here, you type in this, you find out about this book, you find out, I mean, Bible, yep. right? Like you can probably yep. find the coolest, most amazing summaries of the Bible if you can't read it yourself. Like yeah. it's a great tool, man. Um, anyways, you you mentioned books earlier and and you said like, you know, like ask me a specific question about specific books and I recommend you one. Um, what is the best book that you read in 2023? the best business book where you say, okay, that was kind of a thing that, uh, that kind of blew my mind or that I recommend. Um, 
the best book in 2023 that I've read was probably 10X is Easier Than 2X by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. Um, they've, uh, you know, Dan is the strategic coach, old, old school guy. And um, it was just a, a really good practical, some good stories in there. I thought that was probably my favorite book. Um, and I'm going to my library right now because there's another book that this is like, not everybody knows about this book and, and I don't yeah. know why. Do a little but, bit of a library um, check here. But uh, you do, but you this, do audible or how do you, sorry. Dan, I do audible for a lot of my stuff. Um, so where's, where's this at? Um, yeah, I can't find it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, I think it's called how to be rich, how to become rich. Hmm. Um, uh, I think I have the same one in you, my you library. Probably, you, you probably know what it is. Um, yeah. Hold on. Let me just type in rich in my library. Does like a bunch of how to get rich by Felix Dennis. Phenomenal book, bro. That was probably the best book I read this year. No shit. I have it. I have it yeah. on my, I have it in my it's library. A great but book, I haven't started bro. it yet. It's a great book, bro. It, yeah, it's just, dude. I'm starting to, I'm starting to read more. Um, he's a guy that founded Maxim magazine, um, big, mm. you know, big media guy. And, um, and so the way I read is I look at chapter titles and then I, I, I only read that or only listen to that. If it doesn't interest me, I probably won't read. It. That's why I get, mm. you know, through some a lot, books a lot faster, but mm. I love that book. I'm, I'm starting to like a, a lot more autobiography type stuff. Yes. Um, and, and just like, it's literally like the old, the, 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 you know, the new version of that is, is Gary V is Alex. Sorry, it's documenting. All they're doing is documenting. but these autobiographies is that's basically documenting as close as possible yeah. to what those guys thought about at that time, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so that was a, is a really good book to change and shift your thinking from a media mogul. And then I think 10 X is easier than two X. It's just a very practical. If you go, Hey man, in, in 2024, I want to get my thinking right and I yeah. want to shift how aggressive and how un I want to become unstoppable. I think that's a good book. Um, how about getting, you, bro? Getting it right now. Well, here's, here's, here's what happened to me. So I was spending uh, all of October in Cyprus and okay. I spent, I spent one month in Cyprus uh, twice a year. And every time I'm there, I get so hooked on science fiction books. Oh really? That's so awesome. it's really funny because I never read anything fictional. I would always just read self-development and autobiographies. Yeah. And then and then like last year I started uh, Andy Weir uh Project Hail Mary and I yeah. got so hooked. I was like I was Project going to bed. It's so good. I was like fuck, I'm so addicted to this book, audiobook and I I was just yeah. going to bed putting my phone on audio next to me. And just like listen to it until I passed out. Like I would listen to this the whole time, and then it was over because it's like an eight-hour audiobook. Like I blasted through it yeah, in like yeah, four yeah, days, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I need more. So I got down this rabbit hole, and what I'm reading <laughs> right, what, what I started at, at the last Cypress trip was actually, um, do you know the uh, the TV show The Expanse? I've seen I've seen trailers for it. Okay, okay, fuck the TV show. It's not good. It, really? It's okay. okay. It's decent. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good, and then I read the book. Uh, the first better. one is called uh, Leviathan Wakes, and I'm like, okay. holy sh! This is a thousand times better than a TV show. Really? I got so I I again I blasted through it in a week, and now I'm reading the second book, Caliban's War. So good, it's so good. It's okay. about like it's about mankind having expanded. That's why it's called the Expanse. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, yeah. to, to the whole solar system and the belt so around cool. it, like the, the asteroid belt and stuff like that. And you know, it's like realistic sci-fi. Like yeah. they discuss like. 
you know, when they're like having a space battle, like how they have to navigate through space and how they have to the, escape the torpedoes and crazy stuff like that. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm such a sucker for this kind of stuff. If there's a good sci-fi show you've watched, yeah, what would what would that be? That's the good. That's the kind of thing because I wanted to find a good sci-fi show, but I couldn't find one. And that's mm. and that's how I'm like, fuck. Maybe there's good books, and there's there's hours of. Books. Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's devour. tons of books. Yeah. And nobody talks about that. Everybody's hyped about yeah. movies and yeah. shows. But I'm yeah. like, there's all these books. They're so good. Yeah. I'm so mind blown by that. Um, sci-fi shows. I really cannot think of any any sci-fi shows that I've been that, that I re- even got into. I cannot think of any, man. What about you? Do you know do when you, you well speaking of those books though, you want to learn good storytelling, like reading novels like that, you know, mm-hmm. that that's how you learn mm-hmm. real good. Another way is comic books, you know? And mm-hmm. so um so so you know becoming a better a better storyteller, uh, that's why I kind of like not just, you know, thinking about, you know, um just business books, right? Yeah. Uh, science, fi- sci-fi show. Um, uh, the last one, I would say, and I don't know if this is sci-fi. The book's called Wool. Okay. Um, but there's a show on Apple called Silo. Oh um, yes, I watched. But they it. say, That's but, right. but my my buddy Sean said the book Wool is way really? better. Oh, no he shit. said it's he said it's way better, um, and it's 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 wool because that's what they take over the glass or whatever uh, oh. is wool, and so that's what I, that's why the books that call that. But so I would I mean I would that's kind of in the the genre. But there's this one called Foundation that I started. Yes, um, I've, I've yeah, read that so too. Is, wait, it is that good? a show or wait? Hold it's on. a show as well on Apple. Wait, no way. Yeah, my buddy said my buddy said like, dude, the second season is amazing. So it's kind of slow right now. Um, but uh but yeah do you do more tv shows or video games um youtube youtube most youtube yeah. i bitch i got like freaking three hours a day youtube what what um, is what is your besides business what's your so for me right now it's business and my recommendations it's business carnivore and like criminal murder stuff <laughs> dude so i like go a rabbit i'm like i want to know why this 15 year old kid killed his oh, family like I, yes. i'm very and the, and yes. they're interrogating him in yes. the mind and and how the negotiator how the negotiators like one of them's playing good cop yes and he gets him he gets him to open up i'm like bro he got you to open up by bringing you a burger king you know and <laughs> and i just bro and i can wake up i can go to sleep and at night i have my airpods on and that's kind of so those are the three things on my youtube Man. recommendations what's yours bro on i your, got are, su- I got sucked into the same rabbit hole with these interrogation <laughs> breakdowns where they pause and then they're like, oh, the so reason good. why the why oh, the, so de- the detective says that is because he wants to create rapport. I got sucked yes. into that like a yes. year ago. Like my whole that's YouTube sales. Was that's just, like, that's persuasion. <laughs> it's so funny. Here's my guilty pleasure right now. As of as of uh, a couple months ago, <laughs> poker. Ah. So like I before I got into business, my my vehicle of choice to become free and travel the world was actually online poker. Cause um, oh. yeah, it's super, super funny. So one of my very first dating coaching clients, Andre shout out. Um, it was so funny. So I was in that forum, right? It kind of fits to what I said earlier. So I'm just posting on this forum, just talking about my experiences. I get better and better and better. Uh, I got like subscribers on that forum into my thread wow. or something like that. I got like 150 or something. And then I get this DM on that forum by some guy. And he's like, hey, do you do coaching? And I'm like, uh, 
yes. You know, I don't need to do coaching, no nothing. But I just say yes. So he's like, cool. How much is like an afternoon? I'm in Vienna. And I'm like, uh, 150 euros or 130 or something like that. And for me, that was so much money. And he's like, cool. Can you come? Can we meet on Saturday? And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to meet this guy <laughs> off the internet and I'm going to, you know, teach him to talk to girls. He's going to give me 150 bucks for one day. It was the best Saturday ever. Let's go. So I'm actually meeting him. Super cool guy. And he's like my age. Okay. He's like yeah. two months younger than me. Right. So. Um, we hang out for a whole day. We go out in the evening and I'm like, Hey, tell me about yourself. Right. Cause I'm, I'm here to help you. So it's like, you know, like tell me some info. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm from Germany, blah, blah, blah. I just moved to Austria. And he's like, Oh, by the way, like, I really like this. Can we do again tomorrow? And I'm like 150 bucks again. He's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hold on a second. What do you do for a living? You're my age, right? I'm some break student, some broke student. You just moved here. What? And he's like, Oh, I play online poker. Wow. And I'm like, online poker? Like, isn't that gambling? He's like, no, no, it's mathematics. Like, you got a range. You just calculate. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you making? And he's like, oh, this year I made $2 million in profit. Jeez, bro. And, and, and I was 20 or something. And I'm like, you're my age. You made $2 million in fucking profit. And, and I'm like, That's how do you crazy. do it? And he's like, yo, I just, I, I, I have an extra monitor that I travel around with. He had a big external wow. monitor. Uh, I play 12 tables at a time. And uh, I started when I was 16. Uh, I just finished high school. Like, and first thing I did, after, because he was already making money in high school. And he's like, now that I'm done with high school, I can just go all out. And and he became top four people on PokerStars in his uh, in wow. his bracket. He's like supernova elite or whatever. It's, and he's a genius. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And then so he pays me for two, two coaching sessions. And then I remember I'm like waking up in the middle of the night, cold sweat. And I'm like, I have an idea. I this <laughs> this answers all my questions. This is what I'm going to do. So I'm like writing him in the middle of the night. It must have been 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm like, hey, 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 hold on a second. What if you teach me everything you know about poker? I become your student and I teach you everything I know about talking to girls and, and social dynamics for free. And it's just like you teach me and I teach oh, you. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Totally best decision ever. And he's like, sure. Yeah, sounds good. So. And he was like a crazy hardcore teacher. He would like yell at me. He's like, what was your thought? Because he would look at, you could save all your hands from playing online, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And every time I would gamble, right? He could tell like there was no, like nothing would be unseen by this guy. So he's like, mm. what the fuck was your thought process with that hand? And I'm like, well, I had ace king. And he's like, but look at that flop. <laughs> the range of the other guy is way too high. And I'm like, okay. And I, and I got better over time with it. Um, And I, I like the when I did that, I did eight hours a day of poker. No eight way. Hours what year is this? A day. That was 2011, 2010, 2011. Wow. Eight hours a day of poker. Um, it was literally from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then 8 p.m. strikes. Yeah, just grinding. And then I would I would I would close the laptop and I would meet Andre to go out and talk to girls. And we would do that until like 2 a.m. And then wake up the next day and just poker again. So, and I did this for like uh, nine months or so, That's because awesome. I did, yeah, because I did it so intensely. Um, it's still all in my head, like yeah, of course, like ranges and bet sizes and all that stuff. Yeah. Even though I haven't, what do you play? Poker. What do you uh, play? Just, uh, cash just, games or yeah, no, no, just Texas Hold'em sit and go tournament tournament style. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And um, I haven't played s since then. That that was wow. 2010, 11. And um and funny enough, so I get this I get this DM 
on my on my Instagram. I just restarted the podcast earlier this summer in August. Yeah. I get this DM on my Instagram by this guy, and he's like, hey, man, I see you're in Cyprus. I'm in the north. I'm playing in a poker tournament. My name is Yo Viral. And I go on his Instagram, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is huge. And then I go on mm. YouTube, and I'm like, oh, he's one of the biggest uh, poker player content creators in the world. Uh, he has a French poker school. Great fucking guy. And 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 he's like, hey, let's hang out. I'm on the same island. I'm, and I'm like, you know what? Come to the south side and be on my podcast. And he's like, Sick. it's a four it's a four hour drive, um, and I have a flight tomorrow. And I and I'm just like, I'm cocky, right? I'm, I just have my coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm all cocky. I'm yeah. like, change your flight and come tomorrow. And he's like, okay. exactly, exactly, yes. <laughs> change, he changes his flight, go comes over, does a podcast with me. He has he he he's on the podcast. Um, okay. we did an episode. We're gonna publish it before this one because we did it. We so shot in cool. October. And uh, and he's just like, yo, I'm on this poker show. You should go check it out. So, of course, I check it out to watch him play and I get sucked in. Mm. And now I'm I'm, my, I'm watching with my girlfriend and I'm just like, no, God. And I'm just yelling at the screen. And she's like, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, the pre-flop raise was not on point. <laughs> so right now I'm just like in this rabbit hole of just watching poker hands. I don't so know are you why. watching? Are you watching? Um people playing online or are you watching actual live in person, in, in person? who's yeah. like the best right now because i used to play and i wasn't that obsessed i wish i was better at math but um <laughs> and, and and really understand the principles but um then in washington state they banned gambling uh online poker again which is such i mean you could vpn but just the tax stuff, all that stuff. But I remember like Daniel Negreanu and and and, and yes. World Series got really big because that one money maker. Remember that money maker won it like two thousand six nope. or seven, and um, no one had won it before. Uh, a no name had never won it, and that's what made it popular around that time. And it blew up and, and, but who's like the best right now. It's probably some of those old school guys still, I but I, I don't know. It's funny. You mentioned the ground because he's on that show that I'm watching right now. It's uh, uh it's game of gold by GG poker. And Oh, and, it's a and, show. It's a show. Yeah. It's a, it's a show. Oh, it's so that's good. What I'm, that's what I'm watching today, bro. <laughs> Check it out. So, you know, they have, I like love poker. It, it's so cool that you also love it. <laughs> anyways, have you watched terrible. the movie rounders? No, what's that? Okay, never heard. Please do me a favor. It's with Matt Damon and Ooh. um Edward Norton, and oh. it's about it's about and uh it's about poker. It, dude, it's so good, and it's Texas Hold'em, and it's such oh, a good, it's God. so good, bro. One of it's a it's a good movie, bro. I just yeah, wrote that's it awesome, down. man. I just wrote it down. Yeah, check out the show because there's this really cool scene to. of my buddy Yo Viral playing on the table, and is Negrano on there, and he's what? like, and he's like. You, and he has this French accent. He's like, you know what? I used to uh, uh, watch all your videos from you, Negrano, and now I play with you on the table. And then That's he awesome. wins. <laughs> and then he wins that, that day. That is so, it's so good. cool. I'm going to watch it today. And is it on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube. Okay, it's I'll watch it. Game, game I'll of check Gold, it out. GG Poker, so good. And I'm yeah, like, they're the sponsor. They should, they should sponsor this episode right here. But they anyways, should. go ahead. <laughs> they should. GG Poker. Hey, you on your phone with your headphones on. Real quick interlude, shameless self promotion. I'm not going to ask you for anything other than leave us a five star review, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or on iTunes. It's all we're asking. You're never going to have some crazy sponsor on there. All I'm asking for is if you like this episode so far, drop us a five-star review. We've gotten so much recently, and I appreciate the hell out of it. So thank you for listening, and uh, now let's continue. And um, and here's the craziest thing. And, of course, Yo Viral and me, we're, we're in touch on Instagram. And he's like, so no, cool. 
bro, I'm flying to Vegas next year. Come with me. And I'm like, I'm coming. Man. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome, man. That is, And that's the crazy thing. You know, you built a platform and now, you know, it's very funny. I don't post a ton and, and I'm starting to now because I'm moving a little away from the agency to do more co coaching and consulting. Yeah. And the moment you start posting a little, even a little, like people start reaching out. And, mm. and, and you do a lot of it. So you probably get these really cool opportunities yeah. um, where you get to work with the rich, the elite, the, the players in their industry. And so, uh, so that's really cool, man. I need to, I need to, I need to get into poker, but anyways. Yeah, we should play. <laughs> when I'm, I'm down, in the I'm States down, bro. And, I'm, and we're close by. So we'll go to Vegas, bro. Player. We'll go to Vegas. Dude, yeah. Let's go. I'll introduce you to everyone to, to yo and I, I, dude, it's going to be sick. Um, down. Was I gonna say? Yeah, the, here's the thing. Like the podcast is like the coolest tool ever. I didn't realize it's the that. best. It's, it's the best. It, if you would reach out to random DM, like guy via DM, like, hey, can can I invite you for dinner and pick your brain? Nobody's gonna fucking reply. Yep. But if you say, hey man, I got this podcast. I got 100k followers on you uh, on Instagram. Even if even if you don't, just, I have this yeah. podcast. Can I promote your stuff on my podcast? Yes. yes. I got so many people say yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like. Yep. They're like, oh yeah, I'll fly in. Like we did so many podcasts in Cyprus, and I and the, these people just flew in. They're like, yeah, cool. I'll hop on a four hour flight just to be on the damn podcast. So and the pot the podcast itself didn't even have didn't even pick up at that time yet. I'm mm. it, it even hasn't picked up. We have like like a five to ten thousand yeah. unique listeners over all the platforms. Awesome. Um, but people are already like, fuck yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's go. And then you just sit there for two hours and you talk to someone and you get to know them yeah. and you vibe and you have a good time. And then what you do afterwards, you're fucking best friends. Cause yep. you know, uh, for you, it's probably different because you're family father. But for me, yeah. I don't sit around and talk to someone for two hours. Never. Same. There are Same. no people that I sit Same. down for two with no Same. distractions. But on a podcast, you do it. And, um, and like I said, like, like, I'm always the one who learns the most. Like, I don't even think mm. my listeners learn as much as I do because I get to ask you the questions. So literally the, like the last one hour, whatever, however long we've been talking, like I learned yeah. so much from you, man. And I'm that's just the, like, that's the unlock. That's the unlock. You can, yes, you're giving someone, um, you know, promotion, all that stuff, but the unlock, if you have the humility to, instead of being a know-it-all, but a mm. learn-it-all, you will gain so much free wisdom for two hours a week. That's just so powerful, bro. So I actually love that you said that because I'm learning too. I'm genuinely interested. You know, if you're on the podcast trying to, you know, um, you know, be the alpha and like, oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah, that's a good thing. I've, oh, I've been doing that too, Max. That's cool. You know, but mm. like, if you're just gen, you will get so much gold elevating others. Oprah Winfrey uh, did this for 25 years. She interviewed and elevated others and now she's one of the richest people, you know, celebrities in the world or in the States, at least, because all she did is she had the first kind of mainstream podcast that put her on the map. And I would actually say, because this is what I'm doing, is video podcasts, bro, are the ultimate. They're the ultimate content, because now you're probably going to clip this up with long yep. form eight to 10 minutes or whatever, then short form reels, TikTok. Like there's just, so, now I got a blog Amen. article. Now I got an article. I got an email newsletter. So much from one piece of content. And I think I think it's genius. Plus not to mention the relationship that you could build yep. with someone sitting across the world with you. 100%. And I got another Bible quote for you regarding Oprah Winfrey. The generous <laughs> soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself.
Mm, where's that from? I don't know. I, it's Proverbs? in my value nuggets. That my... sounds like Proverbs. That's what <laughs> Proverbs in... is like. I That sounds I love that. like Proverbs. So I love that, man. Man, I love that. And I also added to my value nuggets part what you said earlier. Don't be a know-it-all, be a learn-it-all. So mm. boom, shakalaka. Um, he's, he's, that's the cool thing. It's like it's like all the content that you mentioned is exactly what we're doing. So we're putting this podcast on audio on Spotify and, and the iTunes. Genius. We're putting the video on the Freedom Business Mentoring YouTube channel. We're putting long-form snippets, five to ten minutes of our conversation also on the YouTube channel, like little mm-hmm. clips. Mm-hmm. And we're putting... The, the short clips, the 15 to 30 second parts on Instagram reels and on the Instagram reels, we're, we're doing collaborations. So my audience is your stuff. Your audience is my and yep. so forth. Yep. That's all just a bonus because yep. the real reason why I want to do podcasts, because I want to talk to awesome people like you. So right? good. So I get so all good. this extra engagement content and reach and trust filled for free just because I'm like, I'm just recording, talking to you. That's all mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm just mm. like, can I talk to you and learn from you because you're someone that I look up to and can I record it so I can share it with others and have you win and me win and the people win. It's the definition of of of, of he who waters the plant, um, mm. will uh, the, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will so be water. It's, it's the very definition of that. It's like mm. you, uh, you're giving me value. I'm giving you value. You're giving me reach. I'm giving you reach. We're pumping up each other. We're bouncing ideas. That's that's an, an upward spiral in and of itself. Now, other people listen to this. Now, they get inspired, which is an upward so spiral good. in itself. Now, they might share this. They might pass on that knowledge. Now, that's an upward spiral. It's just upward spiral everywhere. And, and, and Everyone and, wins, yeah. It's Raise so the roof, good. baby. It's raise the roof, <laughs> baby. Let's go. And, 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 and it's it's, you know, Positivity compounds, one of Owen mm. Cook, one of my favorite mentors, says that negativity compounds, positivity compounds. If you're sitting together with your broke, unhappy homies, you're eating shit food, you're getting drunk, mm-hmm. you're smoking, that's negativity compounding. And you're just complaining about the system and the system is rigged and everyone wants to <laughs> oppress us and you can't go viral anymore. And it's so difficult to create content. That is negativity that is compounding, my friend. But just as much as negativity can compound and drag you down into a spiral, you can also compound positivity by hanging out with the right people, by doing the right things, by Mm. giving fucking value. And that's kind of the whole point about this. The generous soul will be made rich, not the person Mm. who asks, not the person who's trying to take the soul that wants to give. You mentioned Oprah Winfrey. Great example. Another great example. Joe fucking Rogan. All he does yes. is yes. he brings on his his he brings on his favorite comedian homies mm. saying you're funny. You have mm. you're not no, but you're fucking funny. Come to the show, smoke weed with me, have a good time. I want to give you an opportunity to talk, to share, because I think you're freaking funny. I believe mm. that you're a very cool person. I want to share mm. you who you are to my audience. So good. And and he's the number one podcast in the world. Sold it yeah. for $150 to Spotify. Crazy. And even now, he's like he sold it for 150 bucks. He probably makes about a million per episode. That's my I guess. Would, yes. Yeah. If not more. So the generous soul will be made rich, man. And um, and and I, and that's how it is. And that, and that's and it's fucking cool because it is. I've never been someone that is comfortable with asking. This is very mm. much in my childhood, in my upbringing. My mm. my brother was the asker. God bless him. Love my brother to death. 
but he was a very, very, his role was so occupying my parents. He mm. was a difficult child. Not anymore. Mm. He's crushing in life, by the way. <laughs> Love and death. Super beautiful. And um, and and like he would come home from school, chaos would ensue. You know, he would need to study for an exam. He forgot his homework. Like my mom had to do homework with him every day. Like one of my mm. biggest childhood memories is dinner table. Mom and my brother sitting there, and she had to go through every single French vocabulary. Mm. Like, no, this is do it again, do it again. I, you, wow. he, she, it. Like, he had to learn English, right? I, yeah. you, he, she, it. One more time. I, you, yeah. he, she, it. All this time. So that role was occupied. The asker was occupied. And wow. I'm coming in three years later, three years younger. And I'm like, okay, well, I certainly can't come home from school and occupy my mom. She's already occupied with my brother 24 7. So my role became this like, don't ever ask. Do your thing. Like, mm. like, uh, if you want to be, if you want to be uh, praised, do your damn homework yourself. Come home with A's. <laughs> Don't fucking bother anyone. And that was kind of it. And 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 to yeah. go full circle with what I said earlier, that's why I'm so happy to be in the, in to be born in this world because I mm. can keep living like that. I'm like I'm not the guy who asks. I'm, I'm I want to be as much the guy that gives as possible. Um, and the cool thing is because I want to give a lot, I also get a lot, which is always kind of like a bonus for me. And that's also yep. something that, that I see with you so much. I mean, I remember mm. when I bought from you back then to help us out with our Facebook group, mm. you were fucking there. Like, mm. I'm like, can I have a one-on-one -on -one here? Can you help me out with this? I was yeah. just bombarding you with stupid questions and you would just leave me back like voice messages <laughs> on Boxer and all that jazz. And I love that about how you do things, mm. man. I fucking love that. I appreciate that, man. You know, another another verse um, would say he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase your harvest. So it is it is it is a magical, you know, spiritual. It is like magic, you know. So if if we I feel like god's economy or if you want to call it the universe's economy or or the economy of whatever you believe in it runs towards generous people and so Ooh. it says he supplies seed to this or when you give um it's not it's not um the power of positive thinking like um what is it the um they call it the secret what is it um yeah the yeah flaw, the flaw of attraction not the law of attraction, <laughs> because what they talk about is like, if you just think about enough, and I get that what we think about our mind and body and all we do follows, but we actually have to do something and being generous is one of the most profound, it, bro, my grandmother made 600 bucks a month, just broke, and 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 she gave most of it away, and, and, and um, she probably had $700 in bills, I just never knew how my grandmother made it, but she was the happiest person and most giving. And so at a young age, while there was a lot of lack, I really understood the value of sowing and reaping. You plant seed and there's a harvest that comes. It's a delayed gratification. And you have to, like you said, in other words, you're saying, I'm willing to get the short end of the stick because if I give plant seeds all over the place, some of them are going to start popping up. I'm That's just going to be part of my nature and who I am. I'm going to leave seeds everywhere. And a lot of people don't reciprocate. 
But those people actually, a lot of them end up doing that. And that's why I think you have a, built a, such a powerful business and relationships with people as a result of no strings attached. I'm just going to give to you value and it just comes right back to you 10, hundred fold, which is a very powerful thing, man. Damn, man. That is beautiful. Amen. So you mentioned your grandmother. Um, how, yeah. Do you come from a from a family of uh, business owners? Were you the first one? Oh how, man, how, how... I was literally the first one. Well, my <laughs> my great grandfather had a five hundred person farm. Damn. Um. And and my great grandmother fed five hundred people a day, and um and then he left for a younger girl. <laughs> and so my inheritance, bro, my inheritance was gone with another family. And um and so my 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 whole family it's all single mothers. My mom was left, my aunt, my sister, my aunt, my great aunt, my great grandmother, my grandmother. Every woman I loved in my life is wow. a single mom. Is a single mom. And so, and so, you know, uh, very rough, um, you know, um, bro, there was like alcoholism, um, drugs, rape, molest in, in my family. And, um, so, so you have a lot of, like you said, there were certain things that happened as a kid that, that really shape who you are. It can really mess you up. And my, my like angel, if you will, was my grandmother, because although she, what did it make a lot of money and made no money? Really? She like literally never at me, never, never let me speak down on myself. Mm. Never let me, you know, pout. You know, if I'm ever like, man, like my dad left when I was three, she would like, no, listen, you, this is who you are. You are this. And she used to do what I do with my girls today. And she would instill this crazy belief system, even though reality around me did not look very good. And so, so that's kind of the upbringing. My grandmother really saved my life because of some very unfortunate things that happened in my personal family. We had to go live with my grandma for when I was 10 to 12, which are very formidable years and bro, I feel like I built this belief system in who I am as a result. So wherever there's bad stuff, I'm like, bring it on. I, I went mm. to an interview for a SaaS startup when I when I worked, um, when my wife was going to nursing school, went to the SaaS startup. I think I might've told you before, took them to $100 million in two years, yep. billion-dollar evaluation. And um, one of the questions they asked me was, how do you handle stress? And I'm like, the, the split second later, I'm like, do you know where I grew up? You know, like stress <laughs> is nothing. Like this is nothing. I'm built. I'm built for this. This is where I thrive. And bro, it was the most toxic environment that I've ever been a part of because of the one day was like three weeks somewhere else. You just move so fast, you know, spending half a million dollars a month in advertising. And it was so toxic, but mm. I was built for it because of a little child. And so there's certain traumatic experiences that you may go through that if you can figure out and have the audacity to turn that into a weapon of growth and a weapon of, I'm going to use this to have a chip on my shoulder to like, you know, middle finger, bro. Like I got this. Yeah. Like bring on the stress, you mm -hmm. know, we're going to kill it, you know? And so, so that's, that's kind of the upbringing and how I've used the upbringing to overcome so much in the last 20 years as being an adult, you know? Wow. And you know, the most beautiful part about that is you broke the circle. 
Mm-hmm. You broke yeah. that negative cycle because yeah. you said yeah. like all the women, uh, your your mother, your grandmother, and so on, they got yeah. left. And yeah. there might be a reason why you got two daughters, not two sons. Yeah, that's exactly. I thought about this, bro. Yeah. Oh, I've and thought about this. Beautiful. <laughs> and and you're breaking that cycle. Like that is always yeah. like the coolest thing in the world to see like someone that has come from from such a such a traumatic childhood and is like that much more of a loving father that much mm. more of a great entrepreneur um and you break the fucking cycle like that that is beautiful because yeah one might argue that you had all the excuse in the world to also become like that someone who abandons their family all you had all the excuse in the world to mm. not be crushing it in life you had all the excuse in the world to go down alcoholism, right? Why it is mm-hmm, the path? Mm-hmm, Why mm-hmm, it is the path? Mm-hmm, Many walk mm-hmm. it, but you you made probably consciously or subconsciously somewhere along the lines the decision to say no. I'm yep. gonna break that cycle, and I'm gonna not do the thing that everybody expects me to do. I'm gonna become someone better, someone greater, someone more loving, and and that's I fucking tip my fedora for that, man. Yeah. I will bet on, I will always bet on the person, like the person that had things given to them, handed to them, no kind of, you know, heat uh, applied to their life. Mm. Like, and then, and then they're 27, build a business and they don't have daddy or mommy's money and they freak out and end up becoming burnt out. And you know Mm. what I mean? Like, give me the person that has a chip on their shoulder that went through something. It's developed real resilience, grit, passion, humanity, empathy, all those type of things. So I think there's a lot of people that may be watching because we know the math. A lot of people just aren't successful. And a lot of times it has to do with, well, I didn't have this. There was a lack in my life. Therefore, I can't really have success because of the lack. But for those that are watching that have some sort of traumatic, uh, you know, not where you're at because of whatever you think in your childhood, I'll actually bet on you. That is actually a superpower. Jay-Z told Oprah that growing up in the projects was brilliant. His upbringing was brilliant because it made him who he is. So if you've gone through some crap in life, great bro that's brilliant dude it's it's the best thing that ever happened to you because you can flip that on its head and use that a weapon to create great things not only for yourself because there's going to be this mission behind you to want to go help share that hey if alejandro did it if max did it if joe did it you can freaking do it too right so i just get passionate about that stuff because i see all these money twitter kids money x kids that like they haven't gone through anything in life, bro. And the moment something hits them, they start to freak out. The sky is falling, but you need mm-hmm. grit. You need resilience. You need some freaking heart. You know, I just think of Rocky, bro. Like Rocky's yeah. like beat down, bro. Beat down, bro. And um, that's that's kind of who I think I am in my life. Like someone that's beat down, shouldn't have ever had any success but as a result of tapping into who I am and just being not a clone of a clone, but the best version of who I am to its truest, outspoken mm. about faith, outspoken about, you know, what I believe in ideologically, bro, that, that, that's the thing that I want to be known for. And so um, I just get excited about this stuff, bro. Fired up. Hell yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like podcast after an hour, everybody gets fired <laughs> up. Like, you're you're right, bro. Everyone. You're right. <laughs> so, you know, um, what do your kids want to become? Like, do you, do they already have aspirations? What do they know what they want dude, to do? Mike, I, I'm, you know, for the, I, for the most of their lives, I thought, dude, I'm a 
I'm not a good dad. I don't know how to be. I don't know how to be. I could have, I could have done more. I, you know, and, um, we had a YouTube channel and bro, we worked with Disney and Target and Walmart and Kohl's and just big brands, Chase and, um, um, ESPN. And, and, and we, we, we were full-time YouTubers when my wife was going to nursing school and um, made six figures a couple of years in a row with brand deals, not even a massive channel. And um, our kids loved it, bro. They had a great time. And I asked them during that time, a few different occasions, like, do you, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? Because I read a study that said fourth graders, the number one job they want to do is become a YouTuber. Yeah, classic. And um and my girls never said YouTube. I actually wish they would, you know, like I, that's a good <laughs> career, bro. Um, it could be right. Um, but, but you know, my, my, my youngest either wants to be a teacher or a nurse, like her mom. Mm -hmm. Um, she, um, she's the president of her ASB. She's in eighth grade and, wow. uh, she's got straight A's. She's also in drama. My girls are, are drama kids. I'm like a theater dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and my 15 year old, um, she is unsure. She loves performing, loves theater. And so that's kind of what they what they want to do right now. I I think my youngest might kind of join the family business one day and nice. work with me. She already knows how to edit video and she's very oh, creative. Sick. Yeah. So um, so I just, you know, I want them to be, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, parents guide and nurture and kind of guardrail, which is great. I just never want to like them to be they, they'll be like, oh, I gotta be this because my dad wants. I want them to be like all that they've cre were created to be. And so, um, so yeah, so they, one wants to be a nurse or teacher. And then the other one, she's like, man, I kind of like to do drama and theater. And so, so that's what they, they want to do. Um, but it'd be awesome if they worked in my business. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had them do uh personality tests? You know, it's very funny because I took one, uh, um, about a month ago. I don't remember which one it was. Um, but I'm like, I got to get my girls to take, you know, the Myers-Briggs or, or the DIST yeah. test or ENFP, um, just to really, um, you know, they say parenting two different kids and it really makes sense. Like you got to cater, um, you know, to who they are. So Bella, my daughter, Bella, she's my youngest. She's the artist. She's the creative. She, um, on our dinner table, um, that's wood, she would paint, and, um, and then after a while it, it dude, there was like paint everywhere on this freaking <laughs> wood. Most parents would be like, WTF, what is going on? Like, can't believe you did. I got to get a new, I'm like, Bella, let's talk about this. And she's freaking out. Like, oh my God, what's dad <laughs> going to say? Like, Bella, this is the coolest table. <laughs> a lot of parents wish they had this kind of table. This is amazing. You are, and I'm just like hyping her up. Like, this is so beautiful what you've created. And I'm proud of this, where most people would see mess and all these things. This is what your dad. So I'm trying to speak into who she is at a very innate subconscious DNA level because she mm. doesn't fully understand. So I'm trying to speak into who she really is. My other daughter's more quiet, more mm. the reserve. And so I'm trying, just trying to speak into who they are. And I think as coaches, we got to do the same thing. We don't yeah. coach any one person differently. We got to call out the greatness that's already inside of people. I like to think of myself sometimes as a, a pirate where people have treasure buried down in the their guts, their souls. And my job as a coach and my job as a human being 
is to not let anyone settle for anything less than greatness, but dive deep and pull out the greatness and treasure inside of people. And I love my, my girls are my best case study known to mankind. They're my favorite case study, bro, because that's what I do every single day. Wow. That's going to be one reel right there. One Instagram <laughs> reel right there, my man. Um, you know, it's funny because from all these real creations, like I, I tend to think in reels, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if I ask this question, that's going to be a reel. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, that was a reel. And, and I really get like this, like inner clock knows exactly when it's between 15 and 30 seconds. It's mm. so funny. And when I do YouTube videos, it's just like 20 reels lined up next to yeah. each other. You know, so good. Um, so it's good. really funny. So, but to get back to that, it's like, what do you, I, I heard Joe Rogan talk about this quite a lot where he says like he, he, he watches his daughters grow up and it's like, mm. they're developing a personality just out of something. How much mm. do you think, cause you mentioned like your youngest daughter is, is an artist. How much do you think was that was nurture? How much of that was nature? Nature. Like what, like when was the first time you noticed that she has kind of like a neck for art? Yeah, she just loved drawing. She just would make these paintings, bro. And they're beautiful, bro. Like, and, and, you know, part of me goes, some parents would go, yeah, what do you think about math? Or like, what about a dentist or a doctor? But my friend David Garibaldi is traveling right now with Andrea doing the opening show for Andre Bocelli. The, the, oh, the, the opera singer. Wow. He's a, he's a per performance painter, seven figure performance painter, paints to music, does oh, draws both sick. hands. He's, he's incredible, bro. And art, bro, like art, communication, you know, YouTube, that's all creators, right? We're creating. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, so just kind of for her, I saw that a lot earlier, um, I saw that a lot earlier. My, my, she's more outgoing. She expresses herself so much more, and it's so easy. So my 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 oldest, I have to kind of, um, bro. We we she's been doing theater, and we went to see her last year, bro. And um, it's almost like Michael Jackson, which and not the weird part, but Michael. When you hear Michael talk, Michael talk is like. My name is Michael, Michael Jackson. You know, my name is Michael. But when he got on stage, bro, he was like, Jamal, you know what I mean? Like he was yeah. the best, bro. He was like, when he was on stage, when he turned it on to become almost his alter ego, right? We have these alter egos sometimes. Um, and when my daughter did this, this thing, this acting thing last year, bro, I was like, that's my daughter. Like, oh my gosh. She's wow. like, she has the gift of turning it on and communication. And the cool thing about being a theater dad is my girls get rejected. They have to get on stage. They have to learn communication. They get constant feedback. They get mm. beat up, you know, beat up on, on their skills. And, 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 and so it's just such a beautiful thing that they're becoming communicators right before my eyes, which is, I think one of the most important skills to develop. You were talking earlier, if you can have a personality on camera and turn it on and communicate authentically yeah. without sounding like a clone, bro. That is the game. So I'm trying to set them up, whether they want to do YouTube, whether they want to be lawyers, whether they, that they communicate efficiently, effectively, persuasively. And if I can instill that for them and keep pointing them in that direction, bro, they could do anything that they want. Hmm. Amen, man. Amen. Now, one thing that I also wanted to ask you in this regard is like, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of like, okay, if I have a kid, um, 
I kind of do because he said, like, you know, parents create guardrails. I kind of want to nudge them into the direction of like, hey, Absolutely. business, 100%. you know, it's kind of cool thing to do. Like, what do you what would you recommend? Like what? Like, let's say one of your daughters comes to you and says, Daddy, uh, I want to build a business. What kind of business would you give them to do at, at their age? Yeah, right now it would probably be something with um, like my daughter, Bella. It'd probably be something to do with video editing and A.I., Ooh. You know, they're going to be right. using AI so much more. There's a software, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Descript. Have you heard of Descript? Nope. So Descript, I can upload it. Instead of editing based on timelines, it yeah. transcribes your audio, okay? Transcribes it next to the video. I can click the um, and I can mass delete all the ums without oh. editing out the timeline. And then if there's a part where I just don't like what I said right there, or I mess, made a mistake, um, I can just not edit the timeline. I can edit the words out and it'll uh, cut it for me. So, so there's, there's some, I think AI for at least my youngest, um, I would, I would have her start to do something in the, the, the arts. And then even, even my daughter, um, my oldest daughter, I, I would think about maybe being an on camera creator, like, you know what I mean? Like doing some video content for me, teach her so that not she can run the business, but if she wanted to, great, but that she can go on to do something else. I've talked extensively to my wife about this. Like, if they're going to do business communication, I don't think I want them to go to school, to be honest. I'm going to do whatever we can. We're going to have, but like, if they're going to be a doctor, I want my doctor to get a degree to, to cut me open. You know, yeah, um, I want yeah. my, I want my nurse to understand how to do CPR, but there's certain things that were just like five years ago was different. Now yeah. I asked my wife and I think five years ago, she'd be like, heck no, they're going to school. But now she's like, man, with the school debt and all that kind of stuff, like, I think let's help them get to a place where they can do whatever they want. But right now, that's probably something around creating content media, which is what they love. And I think that moving forward, that's what everything's going to be doing. And if they could figure out how to use some sort of AI, that's mm -hmm. what I would tell them. It's crazy because I... When I was younger and I was like play, playing PlayStation 1 and, you know, like <laughs> Nintendo 64, like I would look at my dad trying to fumble, like not understand how these things worked. I'm like, dad, because that's a controller. You press the X button. What's wrong with you? It's so intuitive. And now I'm 33 and I look at this AI stuff and I'm like, how, what is this? How do I do this? And like you said, like your daughters would probably rock this stuff because mm. they grew up with it. For them, it's so intuitive. It is. And, it is. And you know, at my age, I'm already like, oh, how do I do the thing? <laughs> and when I hear like the script, I'm like, oh, where, where do I press? Like, I'm I'm getting really dumb. <laughs> I'm getting dumber by the day with this. We are, bro. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like there's there's going to be huge advantages, um, huge advantages that the next generation has if they do it right. Because they also have a lot of, you know, every 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 generation has kind of like something that they struggle with. And I think that the the, the mm. this generation struggling with your kids, my kids are going to be focused, prolonged focus mm. over a very long time, because everything we do, everything we absorb, be it physically or mentally, is engineered, and yes. it, and that's the crazy part. So I always love talking about this when I eat ice cream. I I mm. love ice cream. Every, every anybody mm. that follows me on Instagram, they love yeah, I have a very yeah. very affinity for ice cream. Yeah, especially yeah. like 
the like the the magnum ice cream you know yeah. do you have those in in in, in yeah. the states yep yep so good and you eat it and you you can literally feel on your tongue that it's a curated experience the way the wrapper sounds the way the ice cream looks the way the the chocolate layer that is crispy mm. is mm. feeling the way the first layer is going to taste the way the second layer is going it's so literally good. it's probably been split tested right it's like let's give 200 100%. people Let's give 200 people the chocolate with the, the grade level five. Okay, mm -hmm. now let's give 200 people the chocolate with grade level 4.5. Yep. Oh, the 4.5, those guys like it more, and it's just engineered. Mm -hmm. You could mm -hmm. take and like that's not food. That's a flavor experience that you're buying. Yes. There. Yes. Just like that, all the content is engineered, right? Oh, mm -hmm. well, the TikTok stuff wants you to stay on the platform. So the algorithm yes. is just going to curate the feed. Like the next feed that it's going to come yep. is like, it's not just random timelines. It's like, okay, let's machine and, learning. And, and, exactly. Machine learning. And you can even, when you hear the people on Instagram and back then Snapchat, they, they talk about like how they created these apps. They were like, we had as a as a goal for that week, like let's increase the average amount that people spend on the Instagram newsfeed by five percent this week. How can we engineer the algorithm? And everything you consume, especially as a young person nowadays, is engineered. Meaning everything is engineered to keep you there, to keep you giving dopamine, and to just get mm. you hooked on that stuff. Yeah, literally yeah. chemically hooked on that stuff. So. I believe their challenge, the challenge of that generation is to not get addicted to cheap dopamine. It mm. is to, 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 to work on a task for an hour with your phone yeah. turned off with no notifications, no bing sound, no nothing. Um, things like reading a book. That's why I think it's really cool that you, that you know, that you, um, uh, uh how did you say it? you brainwashed your daughter to read books because yeah. a, a book ain't going to hijack your dopamine. Like yes. a book is like yes. tough, boring words. Every page looks the same. There's no different colors and all that jazz. So I think I think if if we can help that generation that we father to mm. to have prolonged uh, to have prolonged focus and That's to good. also leverage all this amazing technology, just like we talked about before with YouTube, with the internet, to leverage it as a tool and use that tool right, I think we can create very smart, powerful human beings that are also going to propel society, mankind, or or 100%. just their communities far. But it's got to be done right, and it's going to be difficult. It is, and it's Max, it's the reason why my girls don't have social media. Like, yeah, there's just no way, you know, you know, when they're 18, cool. But the studies, I, I don't even have to talk about it. People are like, oh, well, my kid had cool studies are completely against you. The anxiety, the stress, the worry, um, just not to mention the predators and show, you know, like so yeah. much. And, um, you know, again, I, I think sometimes, man, I'm doing a good job because like they've never stressed about it. They never wow. ask and wow. bug me about it and all their friends doing their TikTok and, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so when they're 18, just because that age, the brain development, yeah. want to make sure that you're not dopamine now that they're going to become addicted to other things, not because of this social media phone addiction. And so we, we do this thing called screen time where I've been, you know, Hey, how much screen time, how many pickups? Okay. Ooh, that's a little too many. Let's turn off notifications for that. Mm. Um, and that's you know, there's smart. certain things that we, we, we do, and maybe it's not perfect. Some people will just go, Hey, you shouldn't give them a phone, but 
Um, I like to kind of know where they're at and, um, yeah. you know, make sure, you know, uh, you know, be able to call them if I can't get a hold of them. And yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's why, because again, I don't want them to be so focused on the next dopamine hit. So I good. like that idea of just long-term focus. A buddy of mine, I was talking to him yesterday telling him I was doing carnivore and he talked about technology. He said, if, if people live at another 20, 25 years, they can get to the next 20, 25 years. They're saying technology at that point People are starting to live to start 125, 130, yeah. just based on the technology. And yeah. I just like, man, humanity, you know, the last hundred years, you know, last 50 years of, of tech has just been so crazy from the last several thousand years or whatever. And even in the next yes. 20 years, it's going to dwarf the next hundred years, the yes. last hundred years. So it's just, it's just very powerful. And if I can help my kids position themselves in a way to become native to these technologies, my, my daughter's learning some code. And wow. so, you know, and so that's, that's what's, what's really cool about technology. Everything is engineered, but yeah. as marketers, you and I know, this is probably why we don't overspend on stuff because we understand what's happening logically when we're looking at ads, the people that are trying to engineer against us and get us to buy. So we think a little bit more logically than the majority of the of the world. Um, and so I'm trying to get my girls to think differently about and objectively about what they're consuming. Yeah. We'll go back to what you said, critical thinking, is yeah. this going to help me or hurt me? And then making a decision based on that. But having the mental fortitude and critical thinking that you talked about in the beginning is such a big, big thing. That is huge to kind of like not just be a consumer. I mean, sure, consume stuff th yeah. th that you're into, especially if we need a release. From exactly. But also kind of look at it from bird's eye perspective and be like, why did I click on that thumbnail? Mm. Why did that title make me click and not the other one? Why am I subscribing to this guy and not to that guy? So this meta thinking, this is something I teach my clients all the time. So I'm good. like, you can learn just by looking at your own behavior. Like, why yes. did you stop scrolling at that specific post? What mm. was it? Was it the pretty girl's face or was it the mm -hmm. the the crazy Andrew Tate style uh, yeah. uh, word? Like, oh, there's so and so much that, you know, like, like what uh -huh. is it that, that why are you scrolling past this? Oh, it's too much text. Oh, the text is built is too clumped together. But this one's easier to read because it's just one line after one line, like small things like that. And I that's something I recommend to every single one of my clients is like, um, don't just become a, a, a an unconscious consumer, become a conscious so consumer so because you're not going to be able to not consume. It's going to be around you. There's going to mm -hmm. be social media, especially if you want to make it as an online coach, you more or less have to tap into social media, sh short form, long form, whatever it is, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot. But um, as you do it, try to have an open mind and kind of understand the meta behind it. And uh, uh, one cool thing that you mentioned here, are we running out of time, by the way? Do you, how, how much longer? I'm good. You? I'm good, right, bro. Right, I'm good. Got, I got it. I got it. I got an hour, bro. We're good. Easy, easy, beautiful. So one thing that I love that you mentioned is uh, we're going to get to live to 120, 125 years. And I fucking love that idea. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I hate it when people say like, oh, 100 years. I wouldn't want to live so long on this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. shut up. Shut Everyone up. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the mere fact, I'm 33 years now, right? So let's yeah. say I make it to 123. So if my math is correct. That's 90 years. I hope, yeah. I hope my math is correct now. <laughs> you know what you know what it means? That's 90 extra Formula One seasons I get to watch. Yes. 90 yes. like Avatar 25. I'm gonna get to watch <laughs> 25 Avatar movies. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get to watch see Rick and Morty season seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, twelve. Like that alone 
is so yeah. amazing. The amount life's of- beautiful, man. Yeah, I eat a steak a day. At least it says around five hundred grams of steak a day. I, the, I, the amount of steaks I get to eat, holy <laughs> moly! Snowboarding seasons. I get yeah. Christmas. How many Christmases I get to see? Ninety more Christmas. So it's yeah. someone that comes to me like, I wouldn't want to live that long. Shut up! Your life <laughs> suck. Because yeah. mine is freaking awesome. Man. So good. That's so good. And if your life does suck right now, I would definitely keep watching the way Max does stuff, hire him, buy his freaking stuff, because it would shift and you'll start thinking like this. Like people just genuinely watching you, bro, see this zeal for life. And it's it's not just the money, because I know a lot of angry people. I know a lot of people with money that have gotten divorced, committed Mm. suicide. So it's not just about that. It's also this zeal for life, aligning the money you're making and what you're doing it with who you are and what brings you joy. If you can marry those two things, bro, mm. this is, you just follow Max and that's, that's the lifestyle. You, you, thank you for the props, man. I can only give that wholeheartedly back to you, man. You're a freaking legend. <laughs> um, One, one really cool thing uh, that I just recently learned again um, was it resonated so hard with me. I put it in my value nuggets uh, uh, file. And that was like making millions is not the goal. It's the mm. foundation. And I'm mm. like, that is fucking true. Because mm. it's like, it's like, look, like it's the found, like that's where it really starts. Because mm. when you're making about a million a year in whatever profits or two yeah. million a year profit, like that's where you don't have to worry about money anymore. That's where you can mm. have money work for you. That's where you're compounding stuff. And all of a sudden it 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 just locks away all the troubles and worries that a lot of people have. And, you know, if, if I look at my parents and why they got divorced, a lot of it was because of money, because money Mm. is scarce. Therefore. Yeah. So it's like, I remember the discussion about like, Oh, Max's teeth are going to be crooked. He needs to get, he needs to get braces. Do we need Mm. it? Can we afford it? Like Mm. all these things, like 80% of, of, of surface level problems are probably going to be caused because of scarcity of money. So let's assume you, you make it to making a million a year or two or whatever. Like all that is going to be gone, which now allows your brain to think about the really important stuff. It's like, how can I become a more uh, a spiritually grounded person? How can I become more loving? Hell, now I have the time to read the freaking Bible if I want to. I mean, mm. I know it's mm. an excuse, but you know what I mean? Like your yeah. excuses become much less. Maybe now you want to pick up freaking ballet because you don't have to <laughs> be nine to five at your job anymore. Maybe now, like one of the things that I want to do when I retire is I want to learn surfing because mm. I don't even want to learn it now because I feel like it's such a thing that is like, you can do it when you're older, right? Like when my bones are, are weak, I can probably go <laughs> surfing. It's not going to destroy yeah. my bones. So I'm yeah. like, you know, like that's a thing where I can like, I could do it eight hours a day. Just go try to find the damn wave. Cause apparently it's all about just waiting for the right wave. You mm. wait for an hour. Then you have that one wave. It's like, like that's the kind of stuff you can do. <laughs> so it's a very good mind fuck to give yourself to say, mm. okay, making a million is not even the goal. That's just the mm. foundation to get there. And then we could go from there. And that's a really beautiful um uh, a goal to have, I think. And uh and you know, and then you can really work on 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 the good stuff <laughs> just to get that out of the way, you know? Yeah, that's so good. I never thought I would want to learn chess. And like, I've been obsessed with it over the last six to nine months, no watching way. documentaries. And, and I was like, I just, I, I don't want to learn. It's too late. You know, it's, it's too late. Uh... Like, but, um, but you know, here I am learning something 
you don't know new. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think we can always challenge ourselves. It's never too late. Um, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second yeah. best time is today. And, um, you know, hopefully those that are watching is like, man, forget, uh, you know, January 1st, it's, it's now o'clock and I, I want to get a head start in, you know, early before 2024 to start living life to the fullest and making as much money as possible so that you can give away more than everyone around you, you know? Mm. Beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. I mean, there's not much more to add, uh, <laughs> except for one question that I've written down here. Yeah. Um, you're into sports, football, I think, San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Yeah. Why not Formula One, man? Oh, bro, I I watched Max break the records. <laughs> oh, you did? No uh, way. Um, you know, I'm I've been on Max's until you know when they made the playing field even with everything. I knew Max, this raw talent, young kid. Yeah. Uh, I just knew this guy was gonna have his shot. I didn't know how good of I didn't know how this good he yeah. was going to be. But um, but yeah, the funny thing is Netflix was so was so genius and F1 yes. was so genius to allow people to allow people into it and, and getting the 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 you know all of the drivers and teams um you know involved in this first season was different than the second one. Like now it's like Lewis was getting involved and yeah, but uh but bro, I I I love Red Bull man. Um I love Hell Formula yeah. One. The problem though, sometimes it's at like 4 a.m. Oh, Sometimes, right. you know, you know, at, at the end, but now they have Austin and Las Vegas yes, um, and Miami and Miami as well. And so a, a buddy of mine, um, the guy that does all my media buying, we we're talking about, like, Hey bro, let's, 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 I would love Vegas is close, but I'd love to go to Miami. I've never been. And, mm. um, you know, so, so yeah, I, I, I like formula one. Um, yeah, I, I like Formula One. I just think football's bro, just like the the ultimate <laughs> team, the ultimate team sport, bro. I love like the salary caps of having oh. to. Everyone's you know got a salary cap, and you know it's very similar now in in Formula One. You you know you have what you can do for a car, which has yeah. made it actually more interesting in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but bro, football, bro, it's just like I freaking. And here's the thing: there's nothing, Max that you can do to really offend me there's just there's not you can call me whatever you want but if the 49ers lose and you say something negative to me and to gloat i take it so personal like i take it personal bro like i get very upset i get emotional and um you know i want to fight you and just probably make fun of you and and so um so a buddy of mine you know sent me this message the other day and uh we were supposed to go hang out i'm like hey i got to watch the niners game i didn't realize it was on monday night so i can't can't go out with you and he goes uh he goes okay no problem so after the game the niners lost and he's like we should have hung out and i was like dude Forget you, bro. Like you are an idiot, dude. I can't believe you. you're supposed to have my back and all this stuff. It's just the thing where I, that's the, probably the thing that makes me the most emotional and like want to fight someone, you know? Oh, um, but I love it. Is your, is your favorite of all sports F1? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's one of the Who's only. Who's your favorite driver? Um, Honestly, people ask me that a lot. I just want to see good racing. Yeah. I honestly just want to see good racing. So when I, I yeah. started watching in 2019, was it 19, the 19 season? when Lewis was dominating with Mercedes and uh, naturally when, when Red Bull builds a good enough car with Max to challenge him in 2021, I was mm-hmm. like, I want a Max to win. Cause I'm like, change yeah, things up. Max. 
And now that Max has just been winning everything. You're like, I want someone else to. I kind of want Lewis to come back or, you know. I love, I love Lewis. I love Lewis. I love landing, uh, you know, Norris because of, you know, he's a gamer, but I love Lewis so much. I always have, I just love the underdog. I love the underdog. Um, and so I want to see Russell do well, um, you know, but, but Lewis, I don't know if you heard, but his, his vegan hamburger like are all getting like shut down right now oh which is is kind of kind of but i'm kind of excited about that because like now i'm a carnivore but um but bro (laughs) it is i i wish i wish um the nfl could could do more of that it's it's brought so many fans to the sport i probably would have never watched it and if it wasn't for that netflix and that just kind of you know i always tie a lot of things to business because that's what what i obsess over but it's like man allowing people into the behind the scenes and documenting your life is such a powerful thing you do that and illustrate that um i wish people would see the macro of what you're doing documenting your experiences in your Mm. life not to brag and boast but it's here's what's possible of what your life can be, not because I'm cool and I want you to kind of like this. Um, and and if it was, you know, I tell people all the time, if it wasn't for social media, I don't know if I'd be on it. I, I don't, I don't really care so much, you know. But but sometimes we have to play the game. We got to, hey, here's what I'm with, here's what I'm doing, here's what, I'm, just to kind of build belief. When you post all the snow stuff and the places you're at, and the stakes and all these beautiful photos and everything, it's to instill belief and stir something up for a few people to go, man, that's actually possible. Some people are like, Max sucks. He's so egotistical, narcissistic, all that stuff. But the smart people that I know that are watching this right now are going, man, every time I listen to Max, every time I watch Max, every time I like one of his things, I'm, 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 there's a vote of confidence that I'm building for my own self to have that lifestyle one day. And so that's what I thought was so that's why I respect F1 and Netflix so much because they turned me on to a sport that I would have never ever watched before. Wow, powerful man. Powerful marketing, powerful speech of yours. You're a very very powerful person. You are a freaking legend. I said it before and I really mean it. Thanks. Bro. My man, uh how can people find you? How do you want people to get in touch with you when they get inspired by this? Yeah, man. Um, Alejandro Reyes on most places, Instagram. Um, yeah, if you message me, just, yeah, I'd love to hear what you thought about this. It's a lot of stuff that probably some of you may come back to five to 10 years from now on the, <laughs> the parenting stuff. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, man, if if, if uh, you want some kind of different perspective on business and faith, you know, Holy Hustles, where, what I'm building and um, and I just uh, so so pumped and honored that you gave me a, a a chance to hang with you and share some ideas, man. Hell yeah, dude. Such a sick name too. Holy hustle. It just rolls it is, off bro. the tongue. It sounds cool. It is, man. Damn it. So sick. Um, yeah, we're gonna put all your links down in the description below Sweet. and all that jazz, folks. Definitely check out Alejandro. He is a legend. And dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. I appreciate the hell out of it. Thank you, bro. Love you, man. We'll see you. Whoo! What an epic episode that was with the Holy Father of Hustle. If you get inspired by that and you say, hey, I want to I want to build something for myself. I want to go inspire people, make good money, build a better life for myself, for my family, for generations to come. Then you know what? The first step to start 
is to book a free call. It's entirely for free. It's not going to be a high pressure sales call or anything, anything like that with us directly with me and my awesome team of experts. And you can do that over at maxtorno.com forward slash call. Um, you can fill out the application there. There's going to be a calendar thingy where you can book the exact date and time that fits for you. We can help you getting your business idea started to make your first 5, 10, 15K a month. We can help you with your existing business if you're already making 10, 20, 30K a month. You want to go big. You want to build a brand and inspire thousands of people and make over 100K a month. This call is for you. MaxTorna.com forward slash call. Talk to you soon and let's go crush.